0: this is Mike Sempervivi from WrestlingObserver.com. Check me out on Wrestling Observer Live every day. And also check out your boys, Rich and James, on One Nation Radio. Hi, right, this is Kenny
1: Omega. We're listening to One Nation Radio. Check it out, guys. These guys know what's up. Big Kenny Omega fans, that's all it counts to me. Goodbye and good night. Thanks.
0: Welcome to the June 16th edition of One Nation Radio here on the Social Suplex Podcast Network. My name is Rich Latta. Of course, I'm here with my co-host James Boyd.
1: James, what's going on, man? Not too much. Um, I'm kind of concerned on the, like, shocking, shockingly, or I don't know how to speak right now either. But yeah, like I'm really shocked at the very little amount of WWE that's on this uh, run sheet for what I saw. So um
0: <laughs> Yeah. I
1: that's, Wow. That's, Wait, what that's you, what I was where we are. I that's where you, we
0: are now. I was not playing. Like I have not watched uh <laughs> PEEP of WWE main roster in two weeks. I wanted to watch the two oh five live match, I just didn't get around to it. Uh I don't believe I watched NXT last week. James, did you watch NXT last week? No.
1: No. So <laughs> no. <laughs> yes, James. Boy- yes, no. Yes, the person that does the NXT show did not watch NXT at all last week. Like it, that, I don't know what's going on, but it's it's more like, like a, uh, you know what, like this main roster thing. And, and, and I never really thought about it until you brought up me off air. I want to say a few weeks ago. Um, it's probably before Takeover. And you were like, I don't know, man. Like I think it was probably because like that's right when they started like 50 uh Ricochet. Uh-huh. um and then they're like Alistair Black is like nowhere to be fucking found and Kabuki Warriors we ain't seen in a month yeah but I think I think what had happening was you you had said like yeah man I don't know man like NXT just like it's still great and all but you just know that like this is really the this is the pinnacle of their careers being in developmental like creatively and you and you mentioned like yeah man once they go up there like it, don't give a, it doesn't matter who you are, how can't miss you are, how much of a sleeper or how much potential you may have. It doesn't matter. You're going to get screwed up on the main roster. And and like, I I kind of, it was almost like when you, when you start mentioning me like the first time um, about every single time you click on a video on YouTube, there's an advertisement. <laughs> and, I, and now I can't, you know, it's always there in my head. Well, now that you mention mentioned this, I was like, after, like, because after Johnny lost, I was like, okay, so like, he's going to moved up to the main roster and then what? And then I'm like, all right, can't, like I, I'm not even gonna watch it, but I'm gonna hear about it, and it's gonna be something embarrassing. And he's not even up; he's probably still in NXT. But I just was like, you know, this week I was like, I, I just don't have it right now to go watch NXT this week. I just didn't. Damn. I need to go back and watch it. Like, I mean, because, but it's just like even that. It's like the main roster has somehow like affected my me wanting to watch NXT, which is crazy because NXT is always great. Yeah, are
0: usually always great. The main roster has injected it with a lethal dose of poison. So, uh, yeah, I'm just, I, myself. <laughs> yeah, I you know, so. I, I've been you know watching a lot of other stuff. I've been very consumed by the, by the sports uh, of late. Uh, just got over watching the uh, light skin civil war uh, between Drake and Steph, and uh, always, <laughs> always oh mi- was missing was Chris Brown. Oh you know you know rap ball and singing you know <laughs> us oh
1: but um my you know God. and of course you know him, white skin um yep
0: you, know, you know clay was out the there four of yours go ahead you know, clay was out there and then all of a sudden there's a there's a new dude named Fred Van VanVleet on the scene that was cooking uh Steph Curry in game 6 I somehow I don't understand but um yeah the Toronto Raptors won the title when we were watching that and, and everything like that and then uh yeah and then anthony davis is now a los angeles laker so um <laughs> you know it's, it's been a busy weekend um but yeah man we got a lot to uh get to today james i i just wanted to ask you like a personal question and oh what's that it's should we be handling this on air it, it what's up
1: should we be handling this on air?
0: Yes, yes. Because, because this, this just tells me, like, okay. and, and this, this is a question for the audience as well. And it's like, I, th- I think there are two types of people in this world right now. Yes or no, do you follow OJ Simpson on Twitter?
1: Oh, my fucking God. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, I do not follow OJ Simpson on Twitter. No. <laughs> Oh my god. I I I thought wow. I thought this is serious shit you even bring up. It Dude, is this man wants to talk about OJ Simpson on Twitter in two thousand nineteen.
0: <sighs>
1: well, I do follow okay. OJ Simpson on Twitter.
0: <laughs> I will not Are miss you serious? a I will, For what? I will not miss a thing that, that gets put out. Uh... I might turn the notifications on. James is blown right now. I've I've dis- disappointed James. This is unbelievable. He's speechless. Everybody. So, what'd you make of the OJ videos that dropped uh, over this weekend? You know, he said he's uh, getting even. Um, you know, so much in the spirit of wrestling in WWE, like OJ is trying to get some fifty-fifty booking popped off, apparently. So.
1: Yeah, I, I I don't know what's going on. What, what do he mean by getting even, James? I don't know, man. I guess he feels like there's been a lot of mud thrown on his name over the last I don't know, uh, twenty some odd years, twenty five years. Um, so I don't know. I guess it, it, yeah. I guess he decided he's gonna try it out and try to you know write these injustices. Um, he's gonna or let me forget, he's gonna take time off from finding the killer uh or on the way towards finding the killer to uh, um oh yeah to you know write some of these injustices uh that have been uh, labeled against him uh he's been labeled as so, so, so many terrible things that apparently he i guess he must stick up for himself and I wish him the best of luck against Twitter. <laughs> Twitter oh, I, 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 think, I think the only uh, thing
0: he got to do is try to find ways to make friends with the FDS. They'll defend anybody. So, um, yeah, man. But, you know, OJ out here. I, uh, no, oh,
1: what I'll say is this um, clearly he's doing this for clout.
0: Oh, yes. Um, well, uh, I bro, it, it, it's, I it's not falling like on deaf ears that this is around the 25 year anniversary of this shit.
1: Oh god. Yeah. Um I, Do you see the vision? I, I don't know, man. Like both, Do I see the vision? Yes. Like
0: there there's going to be like I like I know that they had the docu series um a couple years ago. They had the ESPN thing. Yeah. Oh, I think OJ is going to yeah. do something himself now. Which is now.
1: probably the best sports no, well, I wish him the best of luck with that, but, um, and I mean that sarcastically or fac- she's facetiously, but I, maybe he's put on know, a documentary about like,
0: the real killers.
1: Yeah, sure. Um, I, don't, I mean, look, he got to do whatever he, what he got to do to survive now that he's out. But, um, I, I don't know, man. I don't know. This sound, uh, this, this whole thing, this whole operation seems bogus so yeah out man like i i don't know i don't know like
0: and shout out move on? I'm, yeah i, I a wrong yeah, and, and shout out to all the all the dummies that got fooled by the fake oj accounts too so um because they are out there oh so me also you, me you didn't get fooled by the fake oj account did you
1: i got fooled by the fake okay so i saw the real video yep from the real OJ thing, right, and then I, uh, I was like, "Let me look at his. Let me look at his page because, like, what else could he possibly have on this on this thing? If he wants to do a video and announced to the world and like I've taken my Twitter account public, then like he's liable to have done some other ridiculous thing." So I went to his page. I went to. I ended up clicking on the wrong uh, on the wrong account, and like I saw one where like he's or like the fake. OJ is like at it or talking to uh Conrad and uh, and Rip Flair, and I'm like, wait a second. OJ says I relationship with, with, with Rip Flair. What the fuck is going on? So so then like all of a sudden I like I, I was like, wait a second, this can't be right. There's gotta be something wrong with this. So then I actually like um the video I went back to the source from where I saw the video because I got it in the DM. I think you may have sent this to me, you freaking um, I don't even know what to call you. But <laughs> So then I clicked on it. It was like, oh, okay. Like, there's a hyphen difference. So I was like, okay, or there's an underscore difference. So, like, all right, that's not it. So, like, I was out here spreading fake news. It's a few people, I was like, yo, this is ridiculous. This man's out here. Like, look, look, look I'm not saying that Ric Flair should not uh, have, a, have a relationship with OJ Simpson. I would I would just suggest that like if they do have one then like for for the second Rick Flair like maybe like keep that on the tuck like <laughs> you can't be out here you can't be out here rapping on the streets of 2019 with OJ Simpson But like, ain't nothing <sighs> ain't nothing but bad news coming out of that
0: one. I, I feel like OJ and, and and Rick may have crossed paths in the eighties if you feel if you feel what I mean you know.
1: I'm sure uh, they did. <laughs> <laughs> no no I'm am absolutely sure I'm, I'm absolutely sure they did because you know like. Those are both two guys that are absolute gimmicks. They absolutely love being around famous people to show how famous they are and how special they are, right? But after June 17, 1994, I think, like, I think we're kind of past that. Like, after the Bronco chase, we're kind of past that.
0: So, uh, happy 25 years tomorrow. Uh, maybe when most of you guys hear this. But, um, yeah. So, uh James and I have retired from watching Raw Smackdown SmackDown, uh, so <laughs> how how have you spent your life? Oh, God. Okay. And, and what I have hearing, not officially what, retired. And what are you hearing on the street?
1: Uh, my, uh, I'm getting this where I'm getting at. Okay. I haven't retired officially like you have. I just have said, taken a step back and said, look, I need a break. And I come back when I come back. If I come back, if I do, if I, I do. If I don't, I don't. But I'm not. I'm not putting any labels on or whatever else. It's just like, I, I, and, I, and my whole thing is like I'm still gonna watch pay per views. But as far as the week to week TV with the wild card and with Shane and um, with just you know so much overexposure of the top talent and like with them you know pushing Corbin right now and the main uh, and, and the top title on Raw. I'm kind of, you know, I'm kind of good on that. And L oh, and like, you know, Roman doing jobs for Shane fucking McMahon. Like, no, I'm good. No, thank you. <laughs> I'm, I'm good right now.
0: Yeah. Um, I've, I found plenty to do with, um, my Monday and Tuesday nights. Um, making a lot of beats doing some um, guest uh, podcast spots like overall keeping a strong style it's just been this this weight that's been lifted uh, of, of watching this stuff and writing down this this nonsensical <laughs> foolishness uh, that Vince McMahon is, is pulling from out of his draws and I just have enjoyed the wrestling I have watched that much more
1: <laughs> you know um, New Japan yeah, so for me, yeah, yeah. So last week I watched uh, watched Dominion. Um, yeah, we did a review show last week about Dominion. Almost entirely about that. And then, you know, we kind of had a you know boom, boom, boom of like you know from AEW to uh, I'm sorry from uh, Double Nothing to Takeover to um, oh to the Dominion and then like you know. <sighs> Today, we had the Corrigan Hall show from Stardom, and they put up the uh, the main event from that, which was a, a damn monster of a match. So, like, there's, I mean, almost every week, there's something new to talk about, and it doesn't necessarily have to be about WWE, but, like, you know, when WWE does, you know, does pay-per-view, or whatever else, we'll review that, just like we always do. And um, not like, we're out of touch with the product. Like, we listen to a million review shows just like everybody else does. So, yeah. like, just, like, it's funny, because people used to talk about, it like, you know, Nobody was like, oh, people were sad to see us go, but it was more or less like, damn, now I have one less place that, like, that listens to the show and talks about the show, so now, like, there's less of a resource because I don't actually watch the show yeah. <laughs> to myself. Yep. Like, people, like, people want I felt to like to people keep were feeling track bad for of us. Raw and SmackDown, but, right, yeah, people want to keep track of Raw and SmackDown, but they don't actually want to watch Raw SmackDown, which is like, all right, so now we're in that group, almost, seemingly. Yeah, I, I felt like it, pe- It's people... funny because, like... I feel like
0: people were sending us sympathy. Like, yeah, man, it sounded like it broke y'all. And you damn right. Like, <laughs> like, like, I ain't trying to watch that shit. Um, but, yeah, man. Um, yeah, I, I just want to go over that real quick. But today, we got the announcement of all the participants and blocks uh, in the blocks of the G1. The A block and the B block, of course. And... It was just, um, you know, it's a very interesting lineup, so I, I guess we can go through it here. Uh, starting in the A block, we have Sonata. We have Bad Luck Fale. We've got Kazushiko Okato. we got Zack Sabre Jr., Lance Archer, Will Ospreay, Kenta, Hiroshi Tanahashi, Kota Bushi, and Evil. Over in the B block, we've got Tetsuya Naito. We've got Tomohiro Ishii. We've got Jay White. Jeff Cobb, Juice Robinson, Torriano, Haruki Goto, Taishi, Shingo Takagi and John Moxley. This lineup jumps off the page. It seems like the blocks feel a lot more even this year than they have l- like like last year, especially Just, like we knew B-Block was on some 27 Yankee shit and I think, you know, I know you've looked at you know the a block like this is just like crazy but like the b block has just like i think there's gems all over that thing so what did you make what did you make of this yes
1: uh, yeah um i think that a block is clearly more talented but the thing is like you know they could always decide not to do foolishness with taichi and then like he actually wrestles legitimately throughout the whole thing and then like it's kind of even after that but like you know, Turiano is Turiano as Tur as Turiano Turiano. So like you got that you got that nonsense in there. Uh, Juice, you know, he's hit or miss at times. Like Moxley, I mean, he's been great uh, since he's like left WWE. Um, but like I'm sure he's gonna have a few, you know, a couple matches in there to just like it, it is not really working or whatever else. But you know, Ishii's in the thing. Uh, Shingles in there. And the B block, yeah, I think you know those two are the anchors for should be the anchors for this uh, for that block. I mean, also Naito, depending on you know how well you know his neck is. So, um, <laughs> you know, they. I mean, three solid dudes to hold that to hold that whole uh, block up. And so it's not like it's going to be is it's, it's going to be way. I feel like it's going to be way better than A block was last year, or not way better, but better than A block was last year. But right. like, I still think that there's still an imbalance of one block's going to be, be going to be clearly better than the other.
0: If there was a trade you could make uh, from A block to B block what would it be?
1: Do you have the list? Um I can go ahead and send it, right over it to it you I'm pulling it up right now. Like I'll, I'll, you, I already know where it is. You sent it to me before. Um Yeah, for me it was like I was kind of surprised to see Honestly, I was surprised to see uh Abushi in I would probably swap Abushi and Naito. Um because for for me, it's like all right. We've we've seen Ibushi and Naito to death, to death, and all and literally to death because they almost they try to kill each other. Um, and then and for me, for you know, for months now, this, for, in my I and my head I always had it. You know, this is nobody's. You know, this is nobody's fault but my own. But in my but in my own head, like I thought that like. It was a shoe in that the main event for Wrestle Kingdom 14 was going to be Abushi versus Okada, um, and they're in the same block. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like they, they have to wrestle each other. So, uh, so for me, that was kind of surprising.
0: I know one man that is not so, in that block. Like, if
1: you want to swap them. I-
0: I was gonna say one man that is not in that block. Tomohiro Ishii. the 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 Tokyo Dome main event is still alive for my dog. So uh, I'm hoping he goes through and, and cleans these fuck niggas in the B block up. Jay White catch a clothesline. Hiroki Goto catch a brainbuster. John Moxley come get the real. So uh, it, that would that should be really oh interesting. <laughs> and but the A block, you just look over. It's just all over. Like Will Ospreay is about to like. He's in the best block in the G1. It looks like he's going to be the wrestler of the year this year, and all these matches should help him. We get to see him against Tanahashi, which in my mind would be a Wrestle Kingdom match, but they're going to do it now. I don't know who he ends up against, but Evil and Sonata having a match is really interesting, I think. Um, You know, I think they're going to headline the A block on night one in Dallas with Okada and Tanahashi. Um. If if you were booking the, the I mean that makes sense Um, because that's not a drawing match anymore. It's not really a drawing match anymore in Japan the way it was, and in America, right? I think people still want to see that, and then I guess Okada and is your block final. I would I would imagine.
1: Yeah, I agree on both ends. Um, Yeah, I, I mean, I'm just looking over it and I never really considered. I just saw, oh, Osprey's there, and I'm like, okay. Um, but, you know, we were considering, like, him versus Sanaa is going to be incredible. Him versus Kenta, if Kenta has anything left, it's going to be incredible. Him versus Tanahashi is going to be incredible. Him versus Ibushi has been incredible f- before, and we still think that they were that they could uh, achieve even more. Um, him versus Sabre could be, like, the great styles clash of, you know, trying to keep him grounded, but, you know, he's not just an aerial assassin anymore. And also, like, he could beat the living hell out of saber anytime you wanted to if you want to shoot but I'm, I'm not serious I'm just <laughs> saying uh and then you also have you know of course the Okada thing and then and, and Evil and you know Evil can be great whenever he wants to be so like that's definitely like why do I feel like Evil is like tag team Goto I don't know am that. I just wrong on yeah, that I mean
0: did you watch his match with Ishii at um uh what, what event was that that was uh Dontaku I think that's the best evil match. Was I've it, ever wasn't seen. it on the way
1: to New Japan? That was a.
0: Uh, it was
1: after the New Japan Cup. Okay. No. Okay. Okay. And, and, but I, the thing for me is, I think I may have seen it. But the thing for me is that I see uh, he clearly can be great in and like and produce at that high level at times, but like, will he ever be able to? get his gimmick or whatever aesthetic he's trying to get over like to the masses in a way there's a groundswell of support uh, locally for him, besides just an appreciation of how talented he is. And, like, Goto is exactly like, yeah, like, he's one of the most talented wrestlers in the world, but like, he's not really inspiring in that sort of way. You know
0: what I mean? Right. And, I don't know, I'm looking at,
1: uh... That's all all I really mean as far as that.
0: I would like to see Kenna put his whole foot through Zack Sabre Jr.'s chest. Um, (laughs) I'm intrigued by a Kenta-Tanahashi match. I think Archer and Tanahashi might be really good because Tanahashi can figure out how to uh, make big guys look like they are killers. And, you know, Tanahashi is all broke up right now, so he already has all the sympathy. Uh, Ibushi... Abuoshi and Osprey are going to be on a race for for the best block, and I think like it, this is going to be kind of like how last year it was Abushi, Ishi, and then Kenny on the top of the block. Like quality wise, right? It's going to be hell in the A block. Like with those two on top, and then depends on you know if Okada wants to be like I'm about to make a statement here. Uh, I you know I don't want people to forget about me here. Um, and then in the B block, I think um, you know <clears throat> the John Moxley J White match can be very interesting. John Moxley is a babyface. It seems like in New Japan, and crowds are loving him and going nuts for him all over the world. And to go in there with that smug prick, it's like you want to see John Moxley, the toughest guy in the world, kick <laughs> this little sucker's ass. Like it's just like. This feels like a movie. Like, <laughs> like, like, like this dude's been doing all this bullshit, and then he's finally gonna have to fight somebody that that's, that's rugged, crazy, and wild. Um, I'm trying to think, what else? Goto and Ishii—they had a great match last year. That was five stars. They had, yeah.
1: What about that Yano Taishi match? Oh, my God. God. I mean, that could be... I mean... Would, would that be the odds on favor to be, like, worst match of the, like, of the... Like, if you had to put on betting betting odds, like, worst match of the entire G1, wouldn't that be the one you bet on? Maybe you look at Archer Fale. Maybe. Um. Yeah. Yeah, Archer Fale could be, like, the worst work match, but as far as, like, oh, yeah these two are like went out there with no with no i mean like they might be able to, out, to, to outdo that just based off of like oh they'll do comedy stuff uh-huh. so yeah like so they, they would be top two yeah uh I, um I, I think for me like i really want to see jeff Cobb jeff Cobb like in this in this space like mixing up with all these people like i think given the year he's had like he can go out there and and, and showcase himself and do so well with his, all these people like you know him and Ishia is gonna be a banger. You know him and Naito is gonna be great. Like him and Jay White could be great. Him and Mas could be great. Him and him and Shingle is gonna be great. Him and Goto, is I, I don't. I'd be shocked if that wasn't great. So th- there's so much stuff he can provide. Like if he's on and if he can keep himself the healthy, and that's kind of the thing when it comes to the G one. Like he needs people stay gym, generally healthy while they're out there trying to you know outdo want top each other every single night.
0: Yeah, and I, I think you know the 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 uh, Yano match will come in handy around night seven when <laughs> it's a slog and uh, people are just trying to get through watching these cards, and then that five minute Toru Yano match will just be a great help. Like I, that, that's why I don't mind hitting hey the G
1: one. Hey man, why are we why are we treating Yano like? Why are we treating Yano like you just mentioned? Like yeah, hopefully you get that in like you know the seventh date. Like you treating it as almost like if you get that late bye week in NFL in NFL season. Yeah, like hopefully like your team is a is a contender and you get the bye week in like week week eight or some shit. Like you get out there in October. Like that that's a great that's a that's a perfect time to get the bye week. Like nah man like or I'm sorry late September. It's just, it's just um you know it it. it or, my whole thing is, if you feel needed, where you need to put people in the G1 so they can have easy matches, then like either spread the thing out or do less matches. Matches, like I think, I think that would do. I think that would do wonders for the health of the of the wrestlers. Like it doesn't have to be a complete grind to kill somebody. Like especially, I mean, I don't know if it's a situation where like because of just tradition or if it's just because of like. That's the only time of the year they didn't get the dates for uh, for the venues or what, but like, no, nah, it's a money grab. The it, even though this is the best, even though it's the best time of the year every single year as a wrestling fan, uh, that that you know takes a worldwide approach to pro wrestling, it could be even it could somehow still even be better if you you know if they took more time between these matches or between these shows or whatever else like. You don't have to go like not. You don't have to make it night, a night for night type of thing, or not, or almost every other night. Like you don't have to fit this all in one month. You can stretch this out to six weeks, or even two months.
0: Yeah. Um. Yeah. So pretty much that's going to wrap it up for the G one. Like I'm sure we'll have like official predictions and all that whenever the dates drop for the main event. I'm sure keeping it strong style, will be running a G one pick'em contest. I'm thinking about doing a legitimate bracket. Uh, rather than a gimmick bracket, but we will see how that goes. Um, I may drop a video preview, like a bracketology type thing, going through every single match of the G1, who I believe is going to win. Um, yeah, man. And after that, there was a story. John Cena uh, was asked about the Undertaker and Goldberg match. Essentially, he basically said it's not really his place to, you know, talk about you know other people's careers. But he said at 42, uh, he's considering retirement himself. Now, Cena has not been around, um, you know, as a regular for a really long time at this point. And I don't know, man. Is there still money on the table for him somewhere? Like, it, it like would it, or would it shock you if he, if he was done? Because you know he just got added to Fast and the Furious. Like, if you're at AEW, right? Say John Cena's contract expires. Don't you have to make a call to him? I just, mean, make, yeah, just sure, to make her say no.
1: To do what exactly? Yeah, but, uh, I mean, uh, sure, he could. They could make a call, but I, I guess, I guess, my point is, what, could, what would their fan base really legitimately want out of John Cena at this stage? Like, I mean, I guess they could do a, a Cena Omega match. I mean, sure, that would do numbers, but. Like what else is there that people would actually really clamor for? Like, do you want to see him? Versus, do you want to see him versus Adam Page? Like, do you want to see him versus Jericho? Because I'm sure you can go to network and watch it like a, a dozen times. <laughs> I, I think Kenny is um, the match, and then so, then maybe
0: like he does a team up with the Young Bucks or something like that. Good team up with the Young. Bro, I will literally literally team anybody up in a six-man unit with the Young Bucks. I will team up Goldberg in the Bucks. Like, I'll team up anybody with the Young Bucks.
1: No, my point is, I'm laughing at that because, like, do you know how preposterous that would have sounded, like, 24 months ago?
0: (laughs) It's a new day. Yes, it is. That that
1: sounds complete. Like, like. Be like if you go if we go back to like you know literally uh WrestleMania after WrestleMania thirty three like he proposes to uh to Nikki right that's that more than twenty four months ago my point still stands right we go to that point after after he tries to go for his Macho Man moment and he halfway six and landing and you say yeah man so like what's next you know and be like hey, and he goes like let's say he goes to fortune teller say yeah man what's next and the fortune teller tells him you know. And um, in about two, three years or so, like you will be not in WWE, and you will be wrestling matches and main events on pay per view <laughs> against uh, tagging with the Young Bucks, and you know that man was say he pulled like the ti on on the stomp on on uh, Young Bucks stomp. He was like, "Man, that's ludicrous." ludicrous. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, uh, like, he like, wait a second, what? I. What do you, first off, I don't even know who the Young Bucks are. Like, are they any good? Probably all we know, John Cena, he may or may not be watching uh, the Young Bucks. Who knows? But, but besides that point, it's like, wait a second. Like, the dudes in, in Ring of Honor and, like, also, like, do tours in New Japan? I'm, t- I'm tagging with them? I'm, oh, okay. I don't believe it. But, you know, it's, it's one of those things where, like, if that were that, if he actually can see the future, right? Like, it, 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 that might change, the course, of everything. It'd be like, it's so preposterous that, like, it couldn't happen. So, like, he it, 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 you you hears that and, like, nah, yeah, going that just a divergent path to avoid it. Like, but anyway, like, to be for real, I mean, I don't know, like, what's next for him as far as, like, as far as WWE's concerned? Yeah. I mean, I don't know, man. I don't really know what else. To, I mean, he's done done it all, right? Like. He's done everything except like a, done, done a real, it all, like a real retirement over. match. Yeah, pretty much. Um, I mean, maybe he has that saved in his back pocket for one for you know one final WrestleMania main event because they you know I, I mean I think I believe there really is money in a in a final goodbye right, um, which is why like <sighs> Triple H is much like Paul Pearson. he's out here chasing that retirement tour. You like you ain't I love got to love like, like that, that, bro. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs>
0: And I think Cena does have so, the love now, like like
1: but John Cena, yes, he has the appreciation of like that dude, was, especially now. Oh yeah, now and, like what this company has turned into, like for that dude, to, like now all this stuff is John Cena burying, you know, burying the Nexus or whatever. A lot of that stuff is like for a dude that got handed so much crap to go out there and say he handled himself as about as well as anyone could have for that long, and he, you know. You can talk about how how shitty his drop kicks are and the backpack stunner getting worse week after week uh, during that um, during that U.S. title run, and you know the Hurricane is a fucking joke and how shitty of a technical wrestler he was, but you can't say that dude didn't bust his ass. You can't say that dude didn't have some of the greatest matches in WWE history. You can't say that like that dude didn't like try his damnness to like to try to please you know people um, with, with the time he was given and the opportunity he was given. So, I mean. You know, I I'm I've never been a person that loved John Cena, but like I've been someone that's definitely appreciated him over the last you know five years, and um especially since like <sighs> especially like the 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 others the stuff outside of wrestling. He's so good at the stuff outside, actually in the ring that like even the fact that he wasn't like uh, uh the mo- even the fact that he was a complete oaf as far as um uh, coordination like it completely for me like at this point like it made up for that stuff that he lacked um so i mean i'm trying to think who would retire him you can you got you got i mean i don't know man um it, i mean you have to be somebody you would assume be new but like what's, what what we going to do wait like wait two more what are we going to do wait two more years so i didn't get the develop out of like coming up for the main roster being there for two years. Years and then people like they start finally push you after two years on the main roster. Like, nah, so that's a good question. I mean, I'm assuming it would just be Roman, and that just, just but that would be a terrible idea because, like, yeah, we're just now getting to a point where like people don't want to boo Roman. Now you want to do that again, even though like it would be funny. It's like this is a the guy that used to boo. And now they don't want to boo him, and now we're, they're going to boo this guy that we got to stop booing because he was getting booed before. But like he's he's a, a two time cancer survivor. It, like it's it's just a complete like weird thing. So I, I wouldn't put those two together either. I mean they tried it before, and like they you know they both got crapped on. Like all the stuff they've done they did with with Roman in, in to, late 2017 and 18 was like yeah you know we'll have him out to Rosina, and then like we'll try, try to get. You know, one of them, you know, get cheered. Neither one got cheered. Oh, we'll give, uh, we'll give Brock Lesnar some. He doesn't really care about the business heat to try to get him the cheer. Brock. Now does shit on both of them. So I was like, it's it's, I, I, it's it's very it's a very highly adaptive system on booing Roman Reigns. And like the one the one thing that happened to where like they trumped it was just just just, just sheer you know unluck. Uh, a bad luck of Roman had cancer. Um so bro, and even like, that ain't safe, bro. But it feels that, like even it's even that ain't safe. If I'm saying like it feels like it's a matter of time before Vince like Vinces it up and then like they're right back to booing him again. And we're we'll gonna be like, wow, like they're booing a cancer survivor. Like like this man is so bad with pushing stars that he got a cancer survivor booed.
0: Yeah. Um I, I'm thinking about the guys that could possibly retire him and I'm only two people really come to mind like immediately. And it would be either Daniel Bryan or Randy Orton.
1: I thought you were going to say that Miz. <laughs> <laughs> I would love no. to see the Miz <laughs> retire <of> that, man. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: you know, Daniel Bryan would give him a great match and Randy Orton's got the history with him and, yep. you know, he's, he's beaten yeah. john cena at on, on big in big matches before but it it never quite felt the, like the big win or whatever and you know I don't know if you do a Brock in that situation because that's just i think that's just horrible oh. if if they have like you know uh Lesnar retire cena but uh who would you guys like to to see um um retire john Cena let me know
1: watch, watch it. Why should be Triple H? Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! You know, I gotta get, I gotta get more heat for myself, so that eventually, like when I put over somebody for the final time, it'll mean something. You know, like how he had to be Sting at WrestleMania uh, 31, so that he can go out there and get whooped again later in the night, as opposed to like just getting whooped your ass kicked twice in one night, like as if that's never happened before. It's, it's like as if we didn't see like Bret Hart WrestleMania uh, 13, uh, you know. Win that match, ultimately get boo, turned heel, like is the the lesser person of, part of the story, and then come out later in the night and get his ass chokeslammed by Sid and power Like you can be a double loser in one night. It's okay.
0: Yeah. Um. Yeah. The, the game, all that. I don't. I don't believe we went over the star ratings. Um. <laughs> from, from from um. Goddamn. Uh. You know. WWE Super Showdown. Randy Orton and Triple H apparently oh went 25 minutes for two whole stars. Are you fucking kidding me? Or two and a quarter, I believe I, it was. When Triple H needs to stop this. He, he has to stop. This is too much. It's gone too far. This man's been in every Saudi Arabia show. He did it at WrestleMania. Who is, who is telling him that he's still the man to be doing this? Like, 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 what is it when he walks back through the stage, all right, back through the curtain, and then he sees, like, the next, like, people, like, like, how are they looking at him? Be like, like, the wrestlers that really know, they'd be like, yeah, man, um, you ain't got it, bro. Like, like, like people were telling I'm sure it's a bunch of yes manism with, with everyone else. Oh, that was such a great story. It, you know, you made everything in their account. Everything meant something. You know, that bullshit they like to say when they don't do shit in matches, but um Yeah.
1: Um, yeah, I I think that a lot of that comes from I just lost my train of thought, I'm sorry. But I, I'll get it back, but yeah, I, we were just talking about like what what he gets that from, and I mean, I mean, mostly it's ego, but I don't know, man. Like, I think the thing is, you know, he's down there in NXT. He, you know, he's constantly on the road. He's been doing like these production meetings for, for you know, for dec- uh, almost decades at this point. No, actually, yeah. decades now at this point, point. Um, and. And, you know, I think the thing is, like, he has so many ideas and, you know, uh, he's a wrestling nerd and, and pseudo-historian just like, you know, the rest of the clique were and, you know, students of the game and that's why he calls himself the game and all the others, yada, 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 y'all, you know. But I think the thing is, like, you can't turn that off. And even even if at an advanced age you feel like I can, you know, I have a mind. And it's just like when any other Asian athlete, like, I have aging. I almost love to sound like I said Asian, but uh, like <laughs> any aging athlete, like you feel like your mind has stored so much stuff, and you have so many ideas, and you know, and you've done so much, you ha- and you've done so much um, craft, you know, or, or so- you've done so much sharpening of the knife that you feel like my mind gets you through things your body can no longer do, and like it's gonna be hard for you to reach a point where you're like, my body can't do this anymore. You're always going to feel like your your mind can overcome your body, especially Especially when you're a dude that like that walked off on a torn quad. Also, you know,
0: especially when you're a dude that wrestled through a torn peck. You're a dude that looks in the mirror and looks like that. Like everything still looks the same. It's like, oh my god, you you look the same in the jersey Mm -hmm. as you have all these years, but you just ain't got it no more. Like we've seen athletes in all sports look like this, and I just wonder, like, if if he's going to be doing these matches. Can he do matches with people that can benefit from it? Like, can he wrestle literally anyone he's called up from NXT? Literally anyone. Instead of going out there with The Undertaker, Randy Orton, John Cena, Batista. Like, it's it's like, bro, that's not how the business is, like is... Is built. It's it, that's not a blueprint for right. success. Wrestling dudes, you wrestled like years ago. Yeah. This is not Hulk Hogan, or this is Hulk Hogan. Like, <laughs> like this is Hulk Hogan fighting the <laughs> Ultimate Warrior at uh Halloween having '98. This is Hulk Hogan Piper, calling back Roddy Piper. Like, yeah, let's had a match we didn't do. Let's like, and it's
1: just diminishing. Yeah, I mean, it's also, it also doesn't help that like you could absolutely do those matches with, you know, some of the people that he's he's been, uh he's helped, you know, foster while you know, in developments or whatever else but so many of those people are ruined, are you know, just are yeah, are people that like have no are, are not stars on the main roster to was like, yeah like you could absolutely do Kevin Owens versus, uh I mean they should have done Kevin Owens with Triple H at one point, Yes, but the blooms off the roads with him because like, they because they kind of killed off uh, or because they killed off Kevin Owens since 2017 since after, since after the Jericho thing. So it was like, all right, can't do that. Even though like you did a storyline revolving around him winning him a title and then you never did anything ever again with it. Um, you know, there's. <sighs> I mean, they did. They did the wrong thing. They did the Seth thing. I, I mean, uh, they did. Uh, they they did, they did not do it on the big stage, but they did the, the Ambrose thing. Um, uh, I mean, Sami Zayn, Neville, uh, Balor, uh, you know Samoa Joe. You remember when Samoa Joe was was a heavy? He was a contract hire from Triple H. Right. Remember that? Going into uh, WrestleMania thirty three, never won. Never nowhere. did anything with that. They just they just used them for storyline and moved on. Right. Uh, the Braun Strowman thing at Summers at uh, Survivor Series uh, was that 2017. Yes. Yeah, like never did anything with that. Never did anything when, when he also in that match when he did the thing with Shane. Like he did something with the with the angle thing, which led to Rousey. But you know they. It, it never, they never do anything with these people that he's brought in or whatever else. And remember when he introduced like Ricochet and Alistair Black and, uh, and DIY? And he, you know, said like, yeah, you know, we're bringing you NXT or people from NXT. And like, we haven't seen him say a peep about NXT on or these people in their careers or, or anything about like trying to acclimate them or try to give them like a, a kickstart on, on screen. You haven't seen none of that. Like, he showed I up, that, I think that was like a February.
0: I can tell you, Ricochet. Yeah, like, he, he sure could have used, and, used like, the win over Triple H. Say again? I said Ricochet. Short sh- could have used the win over Triple H. At this point.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. So uh, what I'm really getting is like, yeah, they. You know, even if even if that's something that he would want to do, like it's ultimately up to the Booker to push these people as stars and get them to the pedal, get them to the. Sp- Space where they could use that to send them higher, you know, as far as star level. None of these people ever reach those levels to even say, "Oh yeah, let's consider Triple H versus so so and so at this at this date," because like that would really be a money match, or this would really be something that could boost person to become a money player. No, ain't no money players. Yep. Like the only money players are all old money.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. Unbelievable, but one on the other side of the coin from triple H Shawn Michaels has been kind of in the conversations a little bit with Johnny Gargano um, and the discourse is beginning James. No one is safe. Oh, God. I have repeated this on the show. No one is safe. Do not marry your memories because when you put it down on paper, a lot of this stuff going to be arguing with your heart over your heads and I think the thing that is that is starting here is going to be a very interesting thing, and is going to make people i don't know how you know you know a lot of folks want to downplay what Gargano has done well, I won't say that um they'll put it into question simply because they don't know what it means uh in NXT like the stuff he's accomplished the match quality that he's put out, the mm. everything like that. I think this is going to be a really mm. interesting thing and not a, you know, not a LeBron Jordan debate, right? But it's going to be something of like people that are married to their memories against what's actually in front of their face. Now James, we've had these conversations, you know, in group chats and discords and different kinds of other various words or slacks uh about Gargano. <laughs> Sean, what do you make of this thing kind of just organically coming about because people are asking Meltzer about it now?
1: Um I don't know, man. It, it it's 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 weird to me because I think that for wrestling um and also for you know other sports uh, like the idea of human capacity the human's capacity or our human capacity for um innovation and um technology advances and um you know things like that like i find it impossible for Stuff that you know, pseudo athletic slash uh, artistic stuff can get worse over over a span of twenty years. I feel like you know everything um, kind of has to be better because like there's so much manpower and man hours thrown at certain things, right? There's so also they have
0: something to learn from.
1: Right. And they they use, like, the things that people learn and then, like, advance further and further and further. So, like, for me, when I talk, when people talk about, you know, somebody from X generation is versus somebody from Y generation, um, I tend to move it into a conversation about, like, uh, more or less, like, domination or space um, occupied in that particular era. So like the argument of who's a better basketball player between Michael Jordan and LeBron James like if I get a, if I get a time machine and I go pull out 1991 1992 Michael Jordan and I go and I pull out 2016 or 2013 LeBron James I believe LeBron James is the better more skilled better athlete basketball player right Um but that's not but I think there's something to be said as far as like what your fit was as far as the era because like that's a more interesting conversation because I think the one as far as like is a thing from 20 years ago like worse than the thing from 20 uh I'm sorry is a thing from 20 years better go better than the thing from 20 years ago and it's not and it's not like a you know something like flojo or (laughs) or um you know flojo in 88 uh in in Seoul Mm -hmm. like I don't really think I think outside of stuff like you know strictly performance based sports like you know, you can control for, a uh, uh, multitudes of things. I think it's kind of silly to think that like anything besides that could actually hold up. So, um, or to talk about like level of competition as far as it being higher. So anyway, um, when it comes to the, when it comes to the, I guess the, the, the things that's said about, uh, you know, David or Johnny Argano and his matches versus Sean at his apex or whatever else. um, I, I think there's also I think there's also a discussion to be said about like who had better matches versus who was a better worker, for yeah. example. Yeah, um, that I think also hold up. So for me, if you tell like if you ask me who has better matches, I'm probably going to say Johnny at this stage. Like it's kind of, it's kind of like been repeatable this repeatable thing in the last really well he's been what uh this is for, for four years right because if you want to include the diy stuff right um you want to include like the Look, diy re- versus the rockers Look,
0: i would say you the- really want to get people mad put that in there
1: <laughs> <laughs> right so like overwhelming like johnny like the peak peak johnny stuff is better than peak sean stuff right but if you ask me like would i say that in a vacuum? you know, as far as all the skills that encompass into being a product for a professional wrestler, or even just the in-ring product aspect. um, I probably still go, I would probably still go with Sean or Eddie or Benoit or, or, you know, angle, Daniel Bryan, AJ styles. You know what I'm saying? I still go with that class of people. Um, Because I,
0: does it come down to well, the athleticism for that? Because everybody you mentioned right there is a way better athlete than Gargano.
1: It's the athleticism. It's the athleticism, and also is a thing of um, the pacing, right? So, like, I'm sure that if I'm pretty sure because they're better athletes, all the people I mentioned mm-hmm. that if I put them in this, if I put them in a time machine and said, "I need you to watch wrestling for what, what, like, the top wrestlers in the world are doing for like, and give them like a week to go figure it out." Like I'm sure that like they would uh, immediately adapt and be like fishes in water in this era and probably enjoy what they're doing even more if they're if they're mind to it. like especially someone like Sean who was always like a um, a person that was pushing the pushing the boundaries of the stuff with like the ridiculous selling uh, the the like you know the not guys. necessarily being a, not necessarily being a flyer but taking like flyer type lucha bumps and stuff so um, I, I think that you know I think that he if I feel like. From that perspective, like yeah, I think he could do that. But as far as, but I don't have a time machine, so I can only go by you know what 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 was put, what what the output was. And on output, yeah, I mean, in this conversation be had about that sort of thing, when we talk about like um, we talk about people like Seth or people in the main roster in WWE, and as far as like when we've seen them in different spots in their careers, um, at different points in their careers, even in WWE, and like they're better than they were um then or now. And how and how good they actually are right now, and then you, then you account for like, you know, like, yeah, man, like AJ Styles is not putting out consistent bangers like he was in 2016 when he was like the you know based on output like the greatest had the greatest year stretch and big match that any WWE wrestlers ever had
0: mm-hmm.
1: or 16 to 17 or that 15 month span when he his first 15 months in the company.
0: But a man dropped not gonna, dead after shaming man.
1: <laughs> yeah, but you're not going to convince me that like he somehow became a lesser wrestler, um, because he has less of those. Even though like you know on a on a semi regular basis, like every other month, as opposed to being every month, he kind of like every every other month, every three months, he gives you one of those too. Like so, I'm not, I don't, I, you know, I'm not really there to say that, like he's diminished as a wrestler because the matches are still there and the same quality is just, they're just less frequent. Um. So like, so for me, it's like, I, there's so much stuff going on that I really can't, you know, I, I really can't tell you, uh, you know, what's the chicken or what's the egg on that. But, I, but I believe just like, cause they are better athletes that like, they would be able to adapt in the situation, but the output is the output. So I, I can't really get into that. So just based on output, Peak Johnny is better than Peak Sean, but there's no knock against Peak Sean because Peak Sean's still like, I'm not like, I'm not gonna get no conversation about who's the GOAT. Like, I still think it's Sean or or for America anyway. I still, for me, like, it's gonna be real hard for me to ever come up with anyone but Sean as far as in ring, as far as being the quote unquote GOAT. No, I don't give a damn how many more five star matches Johnny has. You know, it's
0: real, it's all real interesting. Um, and I I think it only gets more complicated when you bring the rest of the world into it. But uh, the oh, yeah. the, the main thing that well, not for me, but um, <laughs> it uh, you know, I think
1: a lot of like this... just, oh, here's one, right? Okay, so let's talk about how like polarizing uh Dean Ambrose 2016 was, right? For example, right? Like WWE in 2016 had its best in ring uh main roster had its best in ring year ever um and then you hear you hear people talk about like Dean Ambrose as far as like what he was at the beginning of that year to like SummerSlam and after that and you look back at it and you just look at I'm just using uh Meltzer Star starrings I've done before like it's it's just a guideline it's not a it's not a it's not it's just a guideline right that's all I have to say it's not an authority authoritative um thing about it but the only people that on the main roster had more four star matches than him in 2016 were AJ, Sami Zayn. I think he may have. T- I think he may. I think Kevin Owens may have had more, or he was tied. But like he was, in, he was in the top five, right? Right. So, and then and then from there, like it got even worse. Where people were just like, you know, he wrestles. I mean, he does this like like he's wrestling underwater, like he's you know having a soft style pillow contest at times. Um, people, you know, have wondered about his work work ethic at times, whether or not he let go of the rope if he just checked out mentally, for as far as like the wrestling thing, because of what we now know is like just general frustration over over six years with the company. Well, and, that shit over you with, know, yeah. So, you know, a lot of people had reservations and concerns, and I still do, quite frankly. Um, with you know him outside of WWE trying to become a top this top star, and then you see his match with Juice Robinson is like. Holy shit! Like this is the best singles match I've ever seen him have, and I th- then and I was one of the people that was in the camp of Ambrose is good, is damn good when he wants to be, or or when he's putting him he to be, and so like we're gonna look, people are gonna look up like after this G one and be like, yeah, this is the best Ambrose ever been and I was like, yeah, because that's more or less positioning more than anything else. That's that's positioning. Like you know how we always talk about uh the most improved player in the NBA. Yeah, the, that award about yeah. how like really all it comes down to like when you look at it year over year is like who's gonna get more who, playing like, time? Who's somebody who's like under twenty four years old who's basically gonna get a get a huge uptick in minutes?
0: Right, like like Pascal Siakam is probably gonna win it this year.
1: Right, right, and I mean there's other there's been other guys like um oh my god who won it last year? I can't remember, but Victor like, Oladipo. Yeah, Ola Depot, Drummond, all you know, a bunch of people over the years, and the world comes down to is uh, their opportunities changed more than anything else. Like, yeah, I'm sure they all got better, and they absolutely did to an extent. But it's like it's not that like they're two times better as opposed to like, nah, the the things like the road that like the path got cl- the path got clear for them to um to do this sort of thing. So um I think I think that's one of the things where for me is like when it comes to W and when it comes to Horton Talent, it's like you can't tell me that. Like, especially like right now. So when we uh, we'll get to we'll get to start them later in the show. But the best wrestler in the history of that company is Io Shirai, right? Um, Io Shirai as much as recently as <laughs> as recently as last summer was probably the best female wrestler in the world. As far as the as far as in ring, right um like so good that like she's probably one of the 10 best wrestlers in the world regardless of gender or whatever else maybe top five right especially if you, especially if you account for like level of opponents like i'm sure that she'd go out there and have five star matches with, with 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 ishii i'm sure she could um so um you look at her when she gets in May young classic she goes out there, she has her like four and a half, four and three-quarter star match, or whatever Or sorry, I'm sorry, three star, three and three and a half, three and a um, three-quarter star match or whatever else, because like she's wrestling in this WWE style, and she's also um, not getting to go like 15 minutes as opposed to beginning really getting like seven minutes, nine minutes here and there, or whatever else on the main classic, to where Dave Finichel is telling me, like, oh, I wasn't really impressed, and I'm like, Well. Were you, were you, was she given time to be impressive? Like, did she, was she given opponents to be impressive? And, like, is it, is it's it's frustrating when, like, you know, because you've seen it, but someone doesn't know and they haven't seen it. So, like, they <laughs> almost feel like, so it almost feels like they're not taking your word for it. It's like, dude, you, you know, I wouldn't put my name on something like that. If I, you know what I'm saying? Like, so it's fucking crazy. Right, right. And it's like, so that's the thing that, that, that risks me. Like, and we'll get to it because, like, the match we just saw, uh, the match we saw, uh, the Arissa and Tam match, like, those two went out there and tore the fucking house down, and, like, those two aren't in uh, Io Shirai's league. Like, those are two people that aren't even in, like, the top of, of stardom as far as, qu- like, quality wrestler. So it's like, don't don't get fucked up and think that, like, WWE is out here, like, they, they're there to, uh, they are Starbucks, they are McDonald's, like, and there's nothing wrong with that, but, like, I guess I guess what I'm saying is like when these people start turning into double or quarter pounders of cheese and, and caramel fraps, like don't don't be able to like well wow, they like I thought I heard all this good stuff about, you know, how tasty this thing was and how come they're not like as tasty as I as I was laid to believe it's like, nah, like these things are mass produced right now. So like, like you, you can't it.
0: like you miss the energy. Like it, it's 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 yeah a, um yeah, and then
1: like, and then you get the, and then you get the Ambrose thing on the other end. where like, he's out, and then like, within one, like, in within a month of him being out, or whatever else, like, look at him, like he's fucking flourishing.
0: It's amazing, man. Um... You know what I'm
1: saying? And like, and the thing is, like, it's not like he never had moments of that in WWE. Like, if you talking about the 2016 thing, it's like, he had that moment beginning of the year, like that that fast lane match with Triple H. Like, I just fucking love that match. That's one of my favorite matches of that year, but.
0: Somewhere even then, between that and, even and then, where
1: we are, he's, uh, some, Go ahead. I was gonna say, even
0: then, he's hotter right now than he ever was. Yes, ever.
1: I agree. absolutely, <laughs> but what I'm saying, like, is even between like he was at a certain level of respectability where like you can't like say eh, I'm not that impressed with him. Like he was actually a person that like he was checking off all the boxes at that point in time, and then like from that point till you know, really WrestleMania 32 to where we are uh, to where he ends up. Uh, to the end of his tenure in WWE, like it just won the same outside of, outside of like, you know, the tag match was with, with Seth.
0: But now that's all it. changed. Right. <laughs> he's not, now a, he's, yeah, he's, now he's, he's not only having, we, he's not only having great matches. He is selling tickets as well. <laughs> uh, <laughs> AEW all out boy, boy, boy. It is lit like big Mama's stove. Another sellout. 15 minutes, how about it now? Unbelievable. Um, The numbers in the queue, absolutely ridiculous. I was following it along in real time. I want to say at one point there were 68,000 ticket requests in the queue, which is just mind-boggling. And of that 68,000, you know, you got people logging in on multiple devices, but they kind of look at it like, Every person that's logged in has the ability to buy four tickets. So no one has the math on, obviously, the the devices and all that. But how many people really were doing that, I'm not sure. But this is crazy. This is another example of AEW mass, like, just ridiculously overachieving uh, to, to the expectations that are placed upon them uh, by the non-believers, by the haters, by people that just want these <laughs> dudes to just, just go away and fall and fail. And, and I, I, I went through like, you know, I was going through Twitter the other night, just looking at old stuff people posted and just like all the, all these things that I've, I've just seen. And I'm just howling at in laughter, just at the wrongness and everything. It's like, at this point, all that's left for them to do is announce that they're actually going to drop their shows on Monday and beat Raw on the ratings.
1: Okay, I wouldn't go that far, but um, what I will say is, well, you said Mondays, not not Fridays, but yeah. Um, what I would say is this: um, Do you have any doubt that this was that this wasn't going to sell out? Because I never had any doubt it wasn't going to sell. out. I didn't. Okay. So the reason why I don't like you can get into your reason later why you felt that way. But the reason for me is they've already sold out twice. All right. So so it's not um, beginners luck games.
0: Just, just checking, right?
1: No, I mean no. Um so <laughs> they they've sold out twice, if you want to say, you know, or or once, whatever you want to put it as far as how you feel about out in being a considering an AEW property or just an elite property slashing a property, whatever. Um, but they've done this before and they put out a show that was highly successful by you know commercially and critically um then they're coming back again and the thing is like you, you look at the fan base and the clientele that they're that um people that are you know buying this stuff and it's like these are the same people that do that fly in and these are people that fly to to, to to Japan to go watch Wrestle Kingdom to go you know go see a block final or um, or the final of a G one or you know or go to Dominion or um, you know or people that go see the you know people that go see the championship carnival or people that will go fly to WrestleMania every single year like us like us weirdos right so like if you have a hardcore fan base in WWE that's willing to go you know fly into you know different areas every single year to go, go to WrestleMania or go to access and what the belt mutants, as you call them, or as most people call them or, um, or the festivities around WWE uh, around that weekend, right? Whereas Russell WrestleCon or his rev pro or it's, uh, you know, whatever else stardom um, last year. If you're, if you're one of those people, um that spends money on the network and that sort of thing, like you put you are a hardcore fan, or you're someone that watches five hours of TV, you have WWE, you are a hardcore fan and you're willing to put in money to go watch these products. So like AEW is marketing to the hardest of the hardcore. Like, so if there are how many people have the network? A million and 1.7 1.7?
0: Yeah, I I this is a rough estimate.
1: Okay. Okay. So if you go to the hardest of the hardcore those people the people that people that are you know PWG fans, uh Ring of Honor fans, uh Impact fans, TNA fans. What have you? I'm sorry, Impact fan, uh, uh whatever, whatever, whatever Caleb, whatever. Right? <laughs> if, I'm trying to correct myself for Caleb like fuck Caleb. Sorry. <laughs> but <laughs> no you know he he knows I mean that lovingly. Uh so well not lovingly, that's, that's that's not my thing point. Uh so if we're gonna if we're gonna um if we have all those people from all those different spaces, um and also New Japan fans as we mentioned earlier, if you have all those people from from that pool and there's a large such a large pool, if you get the hardest of the hardcores, like they're gonna give their money towards something that they, you know, that they that they feel like they've been rewarded by watching. And they did the first time, so why wouldn't it happen the second time? Like, they, they made it work the first time, and then they gave them exactly what the people wanted, you know, the, the first time. So, why wouldn't they come back and do it again at a venue, at a, at a, in an area that's easier to do it at?
0: And, and the crazy thing about it is that they're selling these tickets when you, other companies right now are struggling to sell tickets. Ring of Honor, I don't know what's going on with them. They got blue all over their maps. WWE stomping grounds struggling to sell out at pay per view at that like you know in that respect.
1: But, and but that's because but that's because of like the, I mean obviously the product's cold for WWE. But that's also like y'all y'all put it up in the, in the, to, or the Tacoma Dome like what how many weeks ago?
0: I'm not sure how long ago.
1: Like they, they may st- remember, like they made they put the date down because of uh, how they were flipping around because they got kind of got messed around with about, yeah. about the Saudi Arabia date because the Saudi Arabia date was one one time and then like they had to adjust it uh, based on Saudi Arabia's schedule. So like they they so they put up this pay per view on short notice and then they're selling they're doing it in t- Tacoma as opposed to Seattle. Like what what were you expecting?
0: You know, I, I just think it's funny how people went from uh, can they sell 10,000 tickets? Well, that got done. Can they sell out a, a, a real major arena? Well, that got done. Can they do it more than once? That got done. Um, can they get a TV deal? That got done. Can can they yeah. get a good TV deal? That got done. Can they get a big pay-per-view buy rate? That got done. At some point, give it up. Let it go. Yeah. Who whoever hurts you.
1: Let let it go. <laughs> Like, <laughs> so, but I think I think and I also think the thing that helped it, um, in a way is, like, as great as the show was, as great as the show was, and all the buzz around it, and like it, it exceeded the hype. I think what also helped this time around is the fact that like, you knew it already sold out before the first time, so the second time comes around, it's a smaller building, so. Like, it's even more exclusive. So, like, there are going to be more people who come around. Like, I don't know. I don't, I'm not one of the people that answer the things. they like, yo, if they went actually, uh, went out to try to sell out Comiskey, they would have sold it out because it might people have been turned off and saying, oh, like, yeah, like, I could go, but like, I'm going to be in the outfield. You know what I'm saying? As opposed to like, okay, 10,000 seat building, we going to be pretty decent uh, seat anywhere in the house. Um, so, like, that helps as well. I'm not saying that they wouldn't have, but I'm saying, like, like the exclusivity helps. Like, you know, we always talk about, like, why the fuck is PG, PWG fucking around and, all, and um, that, that, place, that little box and receipt? Like, why are they doing that? Like, it's part of the thing is, like, they, it's, they're, they're able to sell the brand as being so cool because it sells out all the time and it helps. Like, and that's the reason why, like, after they left, like, they're now in a bigger venue. It's not that much bigger. Yeah. Like, they're not trying, they're trying to sell 5,000 seats.
0: Yeah, and they they literally have a picture of themselves on the side of a building on a plaque now. (laughs) So that's kind of like I I made the joke. I was like, "Is Sears Center the the AEW MSG?" So oh my god. (laughs) So, you know, like and I was talking with Josh about this. I was like twenty five years down the road, like people gonna be talking about the Sears Center like it's the Mid South Coliseum or uh Greensboro uh you know, Civic Center or whatever the hell they call it, like that, that's what it's called. Yeah, the Omni and shit like that. <laughs> like, wow. So um and I and I think uh and Floyd actually brought up a great point on on all things elite and you know and and he said that he had a conversation with Cody during one of the times he met him recently, and he mentioned that the first AEW TV is either going to be in LA or New York. Mm. So... To me, that's only mm. that's only two things. Like, <laughs> yeah,
1: staples or MSG.
0: Yes, and I I feel strongly that it needs to be an MSG because those dudes need to go claim the sellout that they didn't get to show up to, uh, with New Japan this past this past um April or March whatever it was. Yeah, I how mean, how much but of an opening statement it. would that be? You're on t- you're on TNT Atlanta wrestling like. <laughs> like, like TNT's wrestling in Madison Square Garden, the home of Vincent Man. I can I can't think of a better
1: way to start this. Um, uh, I mean, it's ambitious. I would I would personally I would save it for a pay-per-view, but I mean, you might have a point.
0: Yeah, like and you know, their presentation is
1: going be, gonna to be I mean, cuz you could always tell people on the history of like, yeah, like it's it's not just MSG. It's also like you can say that you were there for the very first ever AEW show, right?
0: Whatever they they end up calling it and everything like that. Like but.
1: like if like for example, like if we come to August, seeing that seeing that um, WrestleMania is in uh, Tampa this year, yep, or coming next year, and like. Tokyo for Russell Kingdom 14 kind of seems like an unrealistic goal for uh for my budget.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I can might I might be able to try to convince myself into doing something like like semi irresponsible like going up to uh to MSG for the the first ever uh, AEW show. <laughs> I, I I might be able to convince myself into doing something halfway irresponsible like that maybe.
0: Yeah, man, it's uh it is really great to see just be, having been a fan of these these dudes and seeing the the great positive energy that's just all over uh with AEW like and how good they're making people feel right now if you just like if you if you ignore like all the Roman Reigns stands stand accounts and um poison on the timeline <laughs> oh my god um, if you ignore that like and, and you look at like people tweeting their their stories and and how AEW's, like, having an effect on them and their fandom and everything like that. It's, like, I don't... Like, it's deep, but it's, like, it's, like, wow, okay. It, like, this is kind of kind of cool that, you know, wrestling is making people feel good like this. So, um... Two of the matches that are announced, um... I think there are high stakes on both of them. Um, mm-hmm. And you're talking about, um... Like, Hangman Page versus Chris Jericho for the title, and... Kenny Omega vs John Moxley. Only two matches that were announced. They sold that shit immediately, so it'll be interesting you, to see whatever. Do you think it?
1: Do you think it would have sold out without either? Sh- yeah. Do you think it would have sold out without a card? Without anything set out, I think it still would have sold out. Yeah. Even without a card. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Same here.
0: And. But you know, I'm putting that one down for Kenny too, and uh, and Jericho oh, no. as well.
1: <laughs> look, by all means, by all means, look, put it down for Moxley too. Yeah.
0: Hey, uh, man, too, or, or not?
1: not- um, <laughs> I mean, to a lesser extent, but yeah, to a lesser extent, but yeah, I mean, like, don't let that's not get it fucked up. Like, he wasn't a pre-show last pay-per-view. Yeah, yeah. Right? Um, he was out. Look, he was out there getting absolutely dunked on by MJF, and then it took him and two other people to to shut him up. Yeah. Um, look, he was out there wearing two different denims uh, and, and different in t- different uh shades. So let's not act. <laughs> You want to keep going? All right. No, I'm, I'm done right there. That man came out there with two different with, with two different types of denim on. Oh man,
0: uh, so like those matches matter. Like it's going to be interesting. Like I've seen, you know, a couple people think Heyman Page should be the first champion. I disagree. I I think Chris Jericho should be the first champion, and you know he can talk. He can be. You know he's he's among the five hottest wrestlers in the world right now. He can deliver good enough matches in a main event situation. He's been a champion on national television before. He's a draw. He's <laughs> he's Chris Jericho, goddammit. Like, <laughs> and I, you know, I, I think you're more limited if you start with Hangman hey Page. And I think Hangman hey Page is the option two years from now. Like, whenever uh, Kenny starts, whenever Kenny has the championship and eventually turns heel and, you know, <laughs> Page has been beaten around. And, you know, my, my whole idea of it is eventually Omega tracks Jericho down for the title, and that's, like, the big, like, story or whatever. And then, you know, he does his run, but something happens. And then, you know, Page eventually, you know, binds his his time and you know everything else and everyone else they kind of get all circled around uh the main event orbit but it gets real interesting when you when you start thinking i think you're on the same page as me as far as jericho right
1: yeah i mean you want your first chance to be somebody has a recognizable name to people that gives you credit instant credibility and like i'm sorry but if let's just make this comparison um like you tell me who you tell me who seems more like a Buddy Rogers type figure uh, for the for the first champion than uh, between those two between Adam I don't say Adam uh, Adam Page and uh, and Jericho like I'm sorry one dude is a legend that that is that is recognizable the other one is a guy that is up and coming like that is the person that like I'm not saying he shouldn't be the uh, uh, a, an eventual champion I'm saying he shouldn't be the first champion.
0: Yeah, and because Jericho's... whoever you
1: actually do make the champion you need to give them all the juice of saying like he vanquished that guy.
0: Yeah, and, and Jericho is like still good. <laughs> so, yeah, it's not there. like he's he's mailing it in. Um but Omega and Moxley is like a totally different conversation, I think. And this comes from, you know, Kenny doing interviews saying he can't lose to that dude from that place. Uh Kenny losing on the last show. And then Moxley being insanely hot right now as we speak on June 16th. But this Mm -hmm. match isn't happening until August 31st. A lot's Mm -hmm. happening between then, including the G1, which John Moxley could, you know, he could pass or fail in that thing. We don't know how it's going to go. And if the match was happening right now, no doubt I would be putting Moxley over right now, right? Mm Mm-hmm. But say he has a couple of stinkers in the G1s. He you know he's gonna do some jobs in the G one eventually. So is there is there an argument for Kenny to win that neck that win that match at all out?
1: Yeah, I mean I'm I'm in a situation where like I'm good with either one of them winning. Um I would say that if you ask me what's more what's more problematic um, Ambrose losing his first match um in AEW or Kenny losing his second match knowing that like the end game eventually is getting it back to Kenny eventually um or getting the title to Kenny uh, cuz he's the he's probably the top star in the company I probably say is probably more of an issue for um for for uh, Mossy to lose immediately and also like I think that you know the the idea is the end game is Kenny, then, like, you if if Kenny wins a match and, like, the feud's over and then you move on. Or let's say they're not doing... Let's say they're actually doing, like, New Japan where like they wrestle and then, like, they don't wrestle again for a few months. But if the end game is we're trying to get Kenny on a chase, then, like, if he beats Moxley, then what? Like, does he get the... Does he just face Jericho, like, in the next... At the, at the third pay-per-view? And then it's like, okay, some chase. It lasted... <laughs> some chase. It lasts till fucking December. So... Um but I mean either way I'm good on either. I don't really have a dog in the fight on who wins or loses that one. Like um I don't know. Yeah,
0: yeah, so I I was actually talking to Josh and Jeremy about this and I I think a lot of the appeal with Kenny doesn't really come down to if he wins or not, and then he's become a god to the AEW fan base essentially in defeat already. Like, we already mm-hmm. know what big Kenny Omega losses feel like, you know, losing in the Tokyo Dome twice or whatever. And, you know, you know you've know, seen him get his, you know, eventual win over Okada with the IWGB title and things like that. But I think for AEW to be as well-rounded as it possibly can be, because, like, Kenny's bulletproof right now. So he can, he can do a bunch of jobs to essentially – i wouldn't say a
1: bunch of jobs i'd say he could do t- i i would say that like he can do you know he can do some i wouldn't say a bunch like among this fan base
0: he's always going to have this level of cachet if it's if it takes sacrificing you know a couple more jobs for him to build the main event scene to then go back through eventually i think that's worth it to establish like a top
1: six or eight okay um i don't necessarily i don't necessarily love it but i wouldn't necessarily disagree either like i don't think he needs to be losing to six motherfucker or five other motherfuckers i feel like he should be losing to um i feel like he should be at this point right now i would say on people that i'd be okay with him or losing to would be like probably moxley and jericho right now that's it like but that's just right now like and when they do the eventual Cody thing, like depending on where Cody is after he gets done uh, doing the tag thing with his uh, with his brother and whatever else, like I don't know, man. I think it might be. I, I think it would it be a good time for him to, or Kenny and Cody to have a. Would well, that be a third match, right?
0: Yeah, third match.
1: Yeah, like I, or I don't. Or fourth think match.
0: It, well, they did a triple threat, but yeah, third.
1: I'm not match. counting that triple threat match. I know. Yeah, was that was that a? Uh... That was like uh, was that that destruction. Was, that was at like King of Pro Wrestling. King of Pro Wrestling. Okay, I don't yep. know why I mixed it with destruction. Um, so yeah, uh, I feel like once they do that match, the third singles match, I'm like yeah, like Kenny shouldn't be doing no jobs to Cody. Oh, I I definitely agree on that. So, <laughs> <laughs> wow.
0: But Terrible. Uh, yeah, speaking of Cody, um, uh, he uh, apparently you know they uh, are doing some type of meet and greet at uh, StarCraft three, and this man. <laughs> uh he has his dog Pharaoh and I don't know all the details of it apparently it's some type of charity event and the dog is
1: getting a meet and greet what yeah man the dog's over so people want to meet the dog and it's donated towards and it's towards a you know towards a cause so i guess they figured like let's let's you know let's just do this and also like the dog's over so like it's a cool thing to do so more power to them uh, I just know that if I was at uh, whatever else um, and and it was a if I was at StarCast 3 and it was a um, and it was a, towards a cause that I, you know, I, I believe should have money, uh, you know, given or I should donate money to it. I, I, I just I just send the money like through the you know, <laughs> online like I don't need to see the dog like the you, dog is you, the dog.
0: So you wouldn't line up uh, in a line to go meet the dog, James?
1: No, I'm kind of. I I don't you know me like I'm not really in the line to go meet the wrestlers either. So like no, nah, I'm kind of good. <laughs> like I want to like I want to watch you wrestle. Like I don't really want anything else other than you. Like oh like I see you just on on like on the side or whatever else. Like oh yeah like I might you know and there in like there's there's no line or whatever else. Yeah I might want to rap with you like or whatever else for a little bit. But outside of that, nah like I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Like maybe, like maybe, like unless you're like selling like merch, I don't really, I don't really want to send a line for you. I'm good. Yeah, man. Wife will love their dogs. I that, that's just. Oh <laughs> my god.
0: Like, like, I, 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 I could, mean,
1: yeah,
0: yeah. I, 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 hey, this is this is a good way to you know to build, a, take advantage of that, you know. Um. Yeah. So. You know, if, if it was me, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm yeah.
1: not... Eventually, uh, somebody gonna get heat on the dog, right? How do you get hit on a dog that doesn't get you canceled off, kicked off the airwaves? You, you, you steal the dog. You steal the dog. <laughs> you steal the dog. <laughs> you steal the dog. Do you know how many white people would kill somebody <laughs> if they got their dog stolen?
0: You can get some. Like,
1: you want a in a Vic jersey? Like, <laughs> come on, man. See, you took this. You took this somewhere. <sighs> we were good until you brought it the big thing. Oh, we, were, man. we were we were good. Look, man, look, maybe look, let, would, look.
0: Would Chris Jericho get heat on the dog? Yes or no? <sighs> Do you think Jericho would have an idea of how to get heat from the dog?
1: Uh, yeah, sure he would because he's because you know because he's Chris Jericho. But like, would
0: MJF know how to get heat from the dog?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He would. He would. Um. He absolutely would. I'm calling probably... it now. Someone
0: will eventually get heat on the dog. Uh, Why? Because people feel sorry look, for the dog. They love the dog. If, they cherish the dog. If they <laughs>
1: <laughs> I thought you were going to go from cher- love the dog, cherish the dog. If you just said worship the dog, I might have to turn this podcast <laughs> off for laugh to so hard. Um. So, uh, <laughs> okay, so... <laughs> all right, so... I think you save that for like act two of a blood feud, or act three of a blood feud. Like the final blow <laughs> like the final, like the final heat of a blood feud is, bro. This motherfucker stole my dog, bro. Like it, it's going too far. Like he came, his this man came to my house from, uh, trying to get some smoke. I wasn't there, so instead he stole my dog. I'm when oh I see him, god. I'm going to fuck him up. Oh my god. <laughs>
0: Heat on the dog. I, I can't believe this.
1: But but back to okay, so back to like the, the actual like are they gonna be allowed to pet the dog? Because that, that, that seems like a bad idea.
0: Pet the dog. They,
1: oh man. Uh I, I would assume they had to pet the dog. Because like, you know Are other people gonna bring their dogs to meet the dog? Like That makes it even worse. I will that makes that makes Starcast even like first off, you gotta do what people That would make me get. not wanna go. Look, first off, you got to deal with the people that don't that don't that don't want to shower and brush their teeth it. right, and then like and, and then like and then you want to throw in the fact of like you got dogs there too. Not not a dog, dogs plural. plural. Nah, man, nah, man, like nah, like I don't like that shit at the mall. I don't like that shit at the grocery store. I don't I don't, I don't want that at my wrestling convention either. So, but anyway. My my whole thing was ask you about like all right like the pet the dog thing sounds like just a bad idea when it happened because all look because what ain't nobody trying ain't nobody look because when he bites a, when he bites uh somebody right and, and they're gonna be out here saying I want this dog put down then all of a sudden they're then all of a sudden the person that wants the dog put down is the bad guy
0: yeah let a dog bite so, me
1: I'll fuck a dog. up <laughs> I <laughs> do I tell you about the time I was time I was in uh, Birmingham uh, at Kirby's, and like a dog, uh, somebody's walking the dog without a leash. so the dog saw me at night and ran up, and I was like, I literally had to get my mind right, right for like, well, I'm gonna have to fight this dog off. ready to scrap Like I literally I literally had to pull my pants up. i literally was li- pull my pants up and like ball my fists up, ready for this dog they like to come so I can fight this dog off oh and my then it God. stopped it stopped probably like ten feet away and then turned back. I was like, Man, this is that <laughs> bullshit. Like I'm, i like 'cause I've I've never like first off when I was younger I was terrified of dogs. I still am. So like the idea of I had to get my mind right to go fin one off. And this is a medium. this wasn't a big dog, this was a medium sized dog. It's like, man, this 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 fucking sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but but it, it's a worse feeling. It's it's like it's a worse like anxiety feeling of like than like oh I'm going to at least when you you know you're about to fight another you're gonna fight a human You're like Okay, like simple just it's a it's an instant response as opposed to like yeah. the, I, the the bad feeling of okay, it's running, it's barreling towards me, I have to like get right because this thing's gonna be quicker than me and then I have to like try to like get a hold of this thing and like try to wrestle it down slash choke it out or whatever else I have to do or kick it, kick the shit out of it. Like so I was like, Man, this this is gonna fucking suck. Like it's real off this like man, this is gonna suck. It's about
0: to suck. I swear. Now, now, I'm trying to think about some of the rules they got to have in place. Like now, you mentioned petting the dog. Now, I'm, I imagine that nobody will be allowed to bring treats for the dog because
1: oh no, you can't be trusting people. Yeah. You can't trust people. Somebody go around and poison the dog. Yeah, poison <laughs> the dog. Yes, that's that where I was getting at. <laughs> My God, Bitch, look, you look, you want to see somebody go out there and get uh and get their ass whooped? Yes. Like you feed the dog, something to get sick. They they will find you. And when they <laughs> like, and when they and when they find you, bitch. Like I can. And when they find you, I ain't gonna say God bless you. Cause you gonna deserve whatever they give you. Whatever <laughs> they give you, you deserve. <laughs> and could, you probably deserve more. You, could, like you a real sucky You are poisoning dogs.
0: Uh, I can imagine MJF pulling a big ass Hershey chocolate bar out and be like, "You hungry, Pharaoh? Oh, oh my god, my god. Yes,
1: that's fucking terrible.
0: Yes, wow. I just. Uh, Bill Watson find a way to get heat on the dog. I know that. Yeah, man.
1: You, you know they they really love that dog. That dog got blue eyes too. They love. They that love dog. that dog. They love that dog. That is like I I, I mean that is about as a, that is about as lovable of as, as lovable quote unquote of a dog they can get as opposed to like a golden retriever. Yeah, I think I think that's pretty much. I I think that's the only thing they be topping Pharaoh as far as uh, that will make them love that dog even more. I wonder how old Pharaoh is. Uh, uh uh, are you are you are you about to say like there's only a there's a limited track record, <laughs> there's a limited time span on how far they can be pushing this dog? Is that what you're getting at? Now now you're just to kind of, find different ways to kill the dog now, huh? That's what we're doing. We're finding ways to kill the dog. Okay. All right. <laughs> oh my god. People
0: are gonna hate me. Oh my god. Oh shit. Um, yeah. I I I'm just wondering how long Pharaoh's been around, been on the planet, you know, how how much longer is he available for these you know, to be put in, in angles or meet and greets and situations like such, but um you know, if I was them, I'd be trying to. Uh, well,
1: I will put it like this. I I seriously doubt that that Pharaoh will be at like at uh all in five. I, I, no, I seriously doubt he'll be at all all out nine. I seriously doubt that. Yeah. I
0: seriously doubt that. See, Cody got to he got to start thinking like a promoter. He got to start thinking about the next joint. He got to like get Pharaoh like you know a partner and, and and trying to reproduce. Like that's 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 how he got to flip this over you know um uh, but we spent far too much time on the dog and <laughs> everything like that
1: Um uh, the last thing that um uh, <laughs> like the way you just said it why did why you talk <laughs> about like him like all some pharaoh having an offspring why did it make me think of like like fritz fritz and his kids like he's just gonna sit, like, roll them over make them the stars yep like fritz exactly
0: um, just like wow. that and, and he can even like like buy like a fake dog, right? And then say like, "Oh my God, <laughs> <ain't> they're cousins!
1: <laughs> this is Pharaoh's
0: <Farrell's> cousin!" <laughs> like, but play like a Pharaoh's kid or whatever.
1: Like, oh my God. but but
0: people find out about the it, it ain't really related. The whole business will be blown. Wait, like, oh, like wait, 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 you, oh, down.
1: Wait, wait, wait! So now you want Pharaoh just to have a kid that pops out of nowhere? So like, so basically. What you want to do is like basically like run that run that game that Drake was gonna run where he's gonna put uh your boy Adonis in the uh, that Adidas ad. Yes. Oh yes. my god. Yes. Just like it. Like where where is where is the put where is the dog pushing T to tell to say the Pharaoh's <laughs> a deadbeat? Where is that at?
0: Yo, somebody has to come up with a rival animal. Like now yeah. that they where, got this, where... like somebody has to have a black dog with them. <laughs> like. <laughs>
1: Where where are the where are the photos of Pharaoh in blackface? God damn where, it. Where, where are the photos of Pharaoh in blackface? Oh, my God. Oh. Like, when, when do we get to call Pharaoh a coon? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh my God! No, you get, no? Is that too hot for TV? <laughs> I don't think you can say "coon" on Turner Network Television, James. But... Bro, I'm sorry. Look, that is some real Chappelleian shit. If they put a a dog in blackface, it's like some shit that would be out of a Chappelle skit in like 2019. Even like we have, we are go we are just like we have gone beyond like. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> we have gone beyond the pale. Like that is like some, you know, like the black white supremacist, like that is yes. beyond like, you know, <laughs> do
0: you think Pharaoh has his own like social media accounts?
1: If he doesn't, I'm sure he will soon. I'm
0: telling you, bro, they, they got the dog over out here. Unbelievable. Like they creating stars already.
1: Unbelievable.
0: <laughs> Shout out to Cody and Brandon for doing that. So um, speaking of stars, let's talk about stardom and the latest in stardom. Hit the music. <laughs> uh, we had the match. You were mentioning earlier. Um, Arisa versus Tam. Uh, what were the... I know Tam Nakano and Arisa... Hoshiki. Hoshiki, yes.
1: Yeah. So, take it away, James. Oh, God. Here you go. Okay, so, I mean... Okay, the last time we did a Stardom report, quote-unquote, was um after the Golden Week, uh, or after the first week of Golden Week, so we saw basically just the main event shows or main event matches uh, from... The, from the produce shows yep so um but we didn't see the full cards by the point of time they weren't actually uploaded yet so uh that was the first month that's the first week of may so since then they've they've uh we've gotten to uh june uh so uh, just try to like sum up for people i um, at the end of April, there was a single elimination tournament called the Cinderella Tournament. The winner ends up getting uh, a dream of whatever they want. It's a sixteen woman tournament. Uh, it's a, they, the winner gets a. They become the. They get the Cinderella dress. They come out in a dress in and in a ballroom gown, and then they get a wish because they're Cinderella. And generally, the wish is, "I want a title shot for whatever singles title I want." So, um, question. <clears throat>
0: Mm-hmm. I was watching the day show uh, from six, nine uh, the other day. And I felt okay. like I saw a whole bunch of title belts. How many championships does stardom have?
1: Okay. Let's see. There is the, the world of stardom belt, which is the red belt. That's the top title belt. That's yep. the universal title. There is the white belt, which is the, uh, called the wonder of stardom belt. It's the white belt. It looks, it's an IC championship. Just like how right. our, the WB's belts a white belt. Um, so, uh, as far as the rest of singles belts, there is a high-speed championship belt. Um, people would immediately hear that and think cruiserweight belt, but not really. It's more about the... It doesn't matter about the size or the weight. It's about the pace of the match. Um, so, uh, that's that's the third one. Depending on the year, sometimes it matters more than it does right now. Right now, we're in the middle of a great uh, title run with Hazuki, uh, so it's, it's relevant now. Um, and they have two people chain staff. They have... Uh, Starlight Kid and Azumi chasing after it, um, naturally, because, you know, they, you, you've seen the before. They're they're wrestling before. Like, they're wrestling like they're on a freaking um, sugar rush. So, um, then you have a Future of Stardom uh, title, which is uh, uh, Utami uh, Aya Shishida. She's a champion. Uh, she won from Starlight Kid. That belt is basically a junior's, junior slash young girl belt. Yeah, basically... If you're under 18 or you have been in stardom for less than two years or wrestling for less than two years uh, since your debut, you are eligible for, to compete for that title. Ah. Uh, there is um, – and that belt's more or less put on ice right now because Tommy's dominant uh, as, a, as a rookie or still in the first – she hasn't even had a full calendar year yet, but whatever. Uh, there is the SWA International belt, Piper Niven, Viper um, – or Viper, Piper Niven and, and, you know, WWE fans, she was the champion, uh, Utami beat her for it uh, months ago. Um, That belt is basically like, all right, that's that's the Gaijin belt. That's basically like, okay, like, you do tours, you come here, whatever else, we make you champion. You go defend our belt um, wherever you're from, whether it's England or America or whatever have you. Like, I'm pretty sure that um, if... Santetta Garrett, when she wasn't the inner, wasn't the Wonder Champion, I'm sure she probably had that belt at one point, right? right. Um, <sighs> back when she was out there with more belts than fucking Ultimate Dragon uh, in 2017, so she probably had it, one of those belts were hers. It, like, that belt's gigantic, by the way. Uh, I'm trying to think what other singles belts are there. I think that's it. So then, um, there is after that there are the uh, artist of. I'm sorry. There are the goddess of stardom belts. Those are the tag belts, and then there are the artist of stardom belts. Those are the trio belts. So six woman matches. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's every belt. Yeah. So uh, the thing the thing about the belts is they have too many belts. They flat flat out. They have gotcha. too many belts. <clears throat> um, and I mean. It, I mean the only way that makes it uh okay right now as far as the, the number of belts is that like so many of them are on Utami that yes. it doesn't really matter. Like she has four belts, like she's a tag champion, she's the international champion, she's the uh futures champion. So like uh there's one more belt. I'm blanking on what the belt is. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, but she yeah. Has,
0: she's dripping in gold right now. Yeah,
1: she has four belts. Um, so like that kind of her having four belts right now, like kind of like cleared some of that stuff up. So like, really, the belts of people are going after, and also she was on the shelf with these belts at the time because she uh, she's been hurt since uh, she got surgery after the uh, New York match uh, against Momo. And she has made a called. return. She's made a return on the ninth of June. Yes. So like, so those belts have been on ice for for so long. So like, it kind of cleared the path for like, there's less confusion. As far as like all these belts and everything else, it made it easier to watch, especially because like you have, um, you have basically the tag no tag belts. We have the trio belts that were um, were given that were won by uh, Tokyo Cyber Squad, the new faction, the fourth faction um, created uh, in the aftermath of the uh, Stardom draft. So. They pretty much pushed a brand new faction that was always treated like uh there's always like the fourth faction has always kind of been treated like shit mm-hmm. so like they pushed them hard and you know uh, their top three won the belts uh, of hanakamura konami and jungle kyona which is nice to see that jungle kyona win something for once so <laughs> um so they done a good job establishing that faction in the aftermath of that of the of the draft and it becoming new and establishing themselves in the universe uh trying to think what else has happened so far uh oh yeah so anyway the thing that's cool about stardom uh for me is seeing like the pushes that happen and when the pushes happen they make sense and normally uh are rewarding so um going back to the beginning of the conversation where we kind of you know started doing uh reviews of or reviewing stardom as uh their shows is that they did the cinderella tournament and the cinderella tournament the final Was Konami, who used to be in the Queen's Quest faction, kind of getting promoted and being like more or less like she's not the leader of Tokyo Cyber Squad, but she's more or less is like the badass of that group. So, um, if you want to establish yourself by having a great title defense, you go Russell Konami. If you want to go out there and just have a, a really good match and prove that you're tough, you go Russell the submission specialist konami uh, and and they and they've elevated her to that to that space when she wasn't there before even though she's was that good uh so you have uh she was she got to the final in the central World tournament ultimately lost to her orissa hoshiki um at the time I was like Arisa hoshiki because she's uh she's only been back into wrestling for six months uh, I thought that like she looks like a really good athlete that moves really well. Um, but in a great striker, but I don't really buy the wrestling part yet, like the tussling and transitions and selling, especially the selling and psychology of the selling. Uh, I was really I sold thought on the that. Selling was great today. <laughs> yeah, today. Then <laughs> that's the only time I've seen it like that today. So, like, if you go back to her match, she had a tag match on June second, and it's her and Tam versus uh, Momo and B. You go watch that match, and you see like, oh, these three are at one level, and this one is not at that level. She's okay, good, but not at the level of the other three. So anyway, like it's it's real. You know how you sometimes like the Velveteen Dream can get like overly cartoonish with their selling. Yes. Then and, and it, yeah, she she tends that she she can do that. She has a bad habit of doing that at the wrong times. So. Not not on not on or earlier this morning or whatever, though. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so I'm going to lose the track. Oh, yeah, so so the center of the tournament before we started off was those two um, were in the finals. Arissa won. Arissa challenged Momo for the their IC title. Momo was in the middle of an absolutely incredible uh, title run. Uh, it includes a classic against uh, Io Shirai. One of the best matches. Uh, it, one of the best match. Maybe the best match in Stardom last year. Um, it included a match against Jungle Kiona in February, where Jungle basically like had the match of her life in her hometown, and it still wasn't good enough to beat her. And like, it, that's when I started saying like Jungle is like the best loser in all of professional wrestling. Um, <laughs> like she's just so incredible. So like that match is incredible. Um, you that, have the match. She's better uh, at than at Johnny. We, sorry. She better than Johnny. At losing? Yeah. I believe so. <laughs> I, 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 like, I'm saying look, Johnny has better matches, but like as far as character work of being just totally devastated and like I don't know how this person like even like rolls out of bed after like tomorrow, like with the misery of losing and like well, yeah, like because obviously I don't know if this is probably me projecting, but I'm but I don't give a damn. So we know what it is with stardom. Like star- Jungle is 28. No, I thought Jungle was like 31. Tam's 30. Okay. Tam's 30. She's like 28. Let me right? check.
0: Yeah.
1: Right. So, but anyway, 28 in stardom years is like, it's almost like tennis. We're like, oh, once you turn like 30 or 25, 27, you start looking for exit routes out of there. Like, like, uh, yeah. for example, Kyrie saying she's 31. She left. A couple years ago, Io Shirai. She's twenty. I think she turned twenty eight. Uh, recently, she left. My is twenty. twenty six. You see how she's doing like all this stuff outside of Stardom now lately. Like so, right. yeah, like the, yeah, it seems like she's trying to transition out of there My or whatever, else. or like yeah. do be you know do more things outside of Stardom because like it's really meant for the younger women for some reason. So <clears throat> well, we know the reason. So yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Oh my god. So Ross, it keeps him young. Uh, yeah, it's um how do I say this? I don't know if it's a I don't know if it's a situation to where uh he's just using up bodies, but like you look at the Ross Turner from year to year on like the postcard, th- whatever. That's a long this type of conversation. This type of conversation. We'll 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 have a conversation later time. Um so Oh lost, Oh yeah, so this she had this legendary run momo uh and it ended when at the next Kirk and Hall show so that was the uh the main Kirk and Hall show she lost the title to Orissa. um the match was probably the fourth best match on the card it was just shocking because momo is was probably the best uh, Joshi last year in and as far as output so anyway third or fourth best match so that's the last point. Like, Arissa seemed like somebody that got a push because she committed to... She came back to stardom after being gone for six years and came back, um, and he committed, so now she, she got the push, and that's... Whatever. The push is fine. So, I, But the thing is, y- you look at the pecking order of stars, and the pecking order of stars is kind of Mayu's Chloe at the top, then... You go, you go fifty. You you start going down, 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 down to the next tier. The next tier is Psyche um, who was is another is a, another like long old money stardom person that came re- left and came back. A lot of women leave and come back. Um, Arisa, who left and came back, and then Tam, who who has been with the company since I think 2017. Um, so the thing with Tam is. Tam is one of the best workers in the company. Tam, you you know what she looks like, that she looks like money. That's the best way I can explain it, right? Um, right. Oh, my God. So, she seems like somebody that is destined to be at the top of the card eventually. People, and obviously because she used to be in Odeo Tai um, in 2017, maybe even beginning of 2018 until... Uh, she, a stipulation caused her to have to leave. Um, so, like people have connection, uh, a connection to her, and one is, and know that, like, she's got, she's really good, and she's got, or she, damn, she's great now. She's great now, and uh, um, and and you kind of see that that she's been chasing after this thing because one of the matches that uh, one of the IC matches that Momo had during that legendary run was against. Tam in January, and at the end of that match, she gets the mic and says, I wanted to prove that, like, Stars is more than just Mayu and she also said, like, I will never stop coming for this white belt. Like, it's been it's, it's been established, like, she's I been never. coming, at, she's, she's gunning for this thing. I will, right? nev- I will not- never stop going in. <laughs> <Stupid>. <laughs> so, <laughs> the thing is, like, she's been on this quest towards this white belt, and, uh... There's also this backstory where her and T- uh, Arisa, since she came back, are both uh, they're both in stars because um, Mayu brought more or less brought her out. It's kind of like similar to when just at Dominion, how Shibata brought out Kenta, <laughs> like in <laughs> November, like after a Korokin Hall show, like Mayu brought out Arisa. And it's like, oh yeah, she's back, and like she'll be in stars and you know whatever else. So like immediately, like when they start doing matches and then doing tagging together or whatever else, like, Tam didn't fuck with Arisa. I don't know why. It's never really explained. But you see certain things happen where it's like, oh, like, she feels slighted by her. She's like, or she's jealous of her, or she's like, she or she thinks she's too aloof and goofy or whatever else. So that's kind of building up. So along that, along that whole run from November to uh, Tam's title shot uh, that she lost in January up to, Arissa winning the uh Cinderella. winning the Cinderella and like Tam getting knocked out of Cinderella because she went to a draw against at the time the red belt champion Kagetsu, and that match is a banger, by the way. Um, that's the best match to turn, in my opinion. So you have you have that. She couldn't actually get the Cinderella thing. She went to a draw. And then the next the next big show, Arissa beats the person that she can that uh beats momo the person that tam can beat for the for the belt she wanted and she's been chasing after from, since january no so, this like, sounds
0: like oddly this kind of sounds like the jordan devlin and david star thing a little bit like but mm. but uh like he beat he was gonna beat walter and then he stopped it but eventually like there were there were they had a common person they were trying to beat and eventually mm. they had to fight each other because they, the other one was
1: pissed about it Hmm. okay Makes sense. I mean it's a compelling story. So you go from there where Arissa wins the belt and I think I believe is the main event of the Cork Hall show. I'm pretty sure it was. So cause that, that cause also, just to give you a heads up, that's also the show where they had to switch the card because Triple H called uh, Rossi and said, Nah, you can't be putting uh Tony Storm and B uh in a match together. No. So Rossi was trying to pull um, a fast one. <laughs> maybe so. Uh double so, cross.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know, ring the bell, you know.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh. So, um. B
0: Priestley will debut in AEW July 13th, y'all.
1: So. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know when the day was. I thought it was coming soon, though. So, uh, so, yeah, from there, uh, Arissa beats Momo. And keep mind, like stars all a faction, everything else. So generally speaking, the main event of the show, whoever wins the show, they typically either call out, depending on the on the event, then depending on how big it or how special it is, either they'll bring out their faction and then they'll close down the show with a, with a in some type of a ceremonial goodbye or whatever else or sign off. Or they'll bring out the entire roster and do a ceremonial sign off and goodbye. Like in New York, they brought out everybody from all four factions. So they bring out stars. Mayu and Saki have to drag literally like body arm drag Tam into the ring to go celebrate because she can't believe that this 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 woman has like basically stole her goal right. It, so they roll her into the ring and then like Tam and the whole thing with this is like Tam is like this naive aloof person so she doesn't realize that like no matter how many times like Tam like has let let it be known it's clear as day to us the obvious viewer. That like she doesn't fuck with 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 Arissa. Arissa feels like I don't understand it. She's having a bad day. Like is is that sort of thing? Like, is she okay? Like so, you know, it. So you have that. You have that little, little side off thing that happens, or whatever else, or, or that little thing that happens, and then in the lead up to the next to this month's show uh, or today's show, um, they were doing some tags here and there, whatever else, and like. You know, one of those malfunctioning junction situations where somebody accidentally strikes one person, another person doesn't like it, and then it turns to a situation where, like, Aris is like, "All right, like, I've tried for months to try to understand her, and I've given her bit for the doubt." Like, we just gonna have to run it. We didn't have to run it. Like yeah, and they didn't stand in, in the those pre-match terms, promo. Like,
0: I, like they were yeah. saying that they were seeking to understand each other's feelings through through right. fighting in right. the ring. So I, exactly. I thought that was a really nice, easy way for me to jump in on it. Oh, okay, so like these people have this this thing that is that one of them doesn't understand the other one damn well understands it, and everybody else gets mm-hmm. it but it's only one way that you know this is going to be settled and they're going to fight to the death and kick each other in the face as hard as they can so yeah. somebody gets it
1: yeah and yeah so i want to say it was the one of the last two shows or one of the last three shows um it's It's uh, Mayu. Yeah, it actually, was one of the last two shows of this uh, from the because you know Mayu just came back on the ninth. So from one of those, uh, either the day show or the night show on the ninth uh, this month, it's it's a trios match. It's Mayu and Arisa, and it's um and Tam. And at the end of the match, like like Mayu has played peacekeeper between the two, and like that's kind of ironic because like a lot of this stuff is based off of in stars, like they almost like. They treat her like she's, like, Tanahashi. They treat my like she's freaking Tanahashi. Tanahashi. Whereas, like, like you're up here. We respect and idolize you. And, 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 like, so much of what you do, like, gives us, like, reflects our self-esteem almost. Like, she's like she's straight up a sensei. And I even, like, playing. She's straight up the sensei. Um, and, like, the fact that she is so loving to both of them almost equally, like, really fucks with Tam. Or Tam can't handle it. So like any times like it seemingly is like being treated equal, like Tam takes it as like you don't love me. <laughs> so, so basically they so they had a match. so basically um at the end of this match they, the key, she kind of has to play peacekeeper and say look man I'm start shit after this match so then they say say apart and they don't actually touch but uh we get to the match tonight or this morning and I thought. I saw there was a main event heading in. I was like, I don't know if Arisa's ready for this. Like, her match with Momo was kind of, eh. Even though it wasn't even, like, a 20-minute type of thing, it was, like, a 13-minute type of thing, and it was wrestling at a slow pace for some reason. Um, So, the match starts, and they're just, like... The story is, you know... Arisa is... Ar- Arisa is taller than her, and she has this, like, these long these long gangling limbs that go forever and she clearly has some background as some type of as some type of uh martial artist because she's an incredible striker and Arissa, i'm sorry her, tam it,
0: they, showed, sorry. they showed her they showed her on her kicks uh during uh tam's intro where she was doing like the kick hook kick combo or whatever yeah. and i think that's yeah. kind of like her finish
1: yeah yeah it's, it, she calls it a brazilian kick Gotcha. yeah so um so from there, like the McSterns match is, is, is that where like she is basically on the outside using her length and just outstriking uh Tam. And then Tam's finally says, Look, I've had about enough of this. Enough of you and your long ass limbs. And then they get into a grapple and she turns to a grapple fest on the mat, and then they start doing uh you know, start rolling. And then from there is a bunch of like, you know, they're getting in out of uh submissions and it's really cool and, and transition stuff. And, it, and, it's, and it's not at a sprint pace like a lot of the starter matches are. It's more it's like it's Russell like a main event New Japan match, right? Um, and then and then um, I can't remember what what the escalating point was, but basically uh, she's had enough of her. Uh, I'm sorry, Tam's had enough of Arisa and, and all the striking. So then she starts. Uh, she ends up working over uh, her leg, and then she ends up slapping on like an inverted figure four. Like, but the inverted figure four was so awesome because. It looked like, it looked like a dragon screw, like an inverted dragon screw leg whoop that turned into a inverted figure four leg. I'm like, how the fuck? You, I've never yeah, seen. I like don't know before.
0: what they were doing with that.
1: It was awesome though, right? Yeah. So they do, they, you know, she fights to the ropes, gets to the ropes, and then, um, you know, they end up outside, and uh, our came which, one, which was first or which or whatever their spot where like they're both on the apron. Um, Arissa gives her the double knees. And the thing with Tam is Tam is one of those, like, people that bridges out her pinfall, pinfalls. So, what I mean by that is, like, she's at the bottom, she's on, shoulders on the mat, she gets covered, and she literally, like, slides up and bridges out over somebody, and the crowd goes, like, oh, to her feet, and people are like, oh, or whatever else, right? So, she does it, like, the meteor double knee deals uh, to her on the apron, and she literally slides underneath her, and then... She germ she picks her up and then germs around in the apron. Yeah,
0: yeah, I immediately was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs>
1: yeah, she was, she was like I, I never would have thought someone even thought of doing that. It was awesome looking. So got that. Um, and then you know she does a dive onto her on the floor from the top rope to the floor. Um, that, was she the actually,
0: sa- that was about the safest looking dive I've ever seen.
1: Oh yeah, I mean she bumped her uh, she banged her knee kind of hard because Arissa was uh, kind of close to the edge of the mat, so her knee clipped uh, the floor instead of the mat. But whatever um but yeah like that's not how the aage catch them catch 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 them like that uh in in uh and all or actually anywhere because you know they can't in some of the places that the venues are uh, the seats are so close to the ring that like they kind of have to use bodies to, as a barricade uh so then yeah boxing out yeah. literally boxing out fans so from there there's a they end up uh Arissa later in the match Arissa ends up they get back in the ring. They start kicking the hell out each other with spin kicks, uh uh V triggers, um running knees, or, or sorry, bicycle kicks, if we can call it like uh like Tam has this move where it looks like the Claymore, like uh Drew McIntyre's Claymore, except it's a knee. Right. <laughs> and it's fucking awesome. So uh they end up where Tam gets the advantage and goes up to the top rope, and Arissa gets to her feet, gets on top rope. And she gives her the like a fucking Ishi head raw Ishii Shibata headbutt to her that staggers her and damn it and just leaves her ruined for a while. And I can't remember how they end up getting off the floor from there. I don't know if there was a su- suplex or whatever else, but no, actually, she gives her the, the uh gives her that and then she basically like shoves her off and she ends up like falling to the mat to, uh, from the top turnbuckle to the floor. Then they get back in the ring, they keep kicking the shit out each other back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And as I said, a, or sorry, uh, Tam's a bridger, so. In stardom a lot of the wrestlers whether it's Mayu, whether it was EO, um whether it's uh b whether it's konami and tam one of their big signature moves that they'll get pinfalls with occasionally or, or actually is their finish are bridging suplex pins so hers is the tiger uh the tiger suplex she hits her with a tiger suplex she kicks um they continue fighting get to a point and they're kicking each other shit at each other uh they get to a point where Arissa, i'm sorry tam gets to a point where she's instead of going for her normal dragon uh suplex bridge after she kicked out the first one she's like all right i'm gonna escalate it she's going to she goes to try to give her a straight jacket uh one Arissa immediately goes into the ropes and hangs off and is like no you're not doing that to me because she knows if she gets with that her ass is done right uh so then, you know, they continue going back and forth, and then eventually Arissa uh, gets the top rope, hits that uh, get hits that her kick um off the top rope. I think it's called a thirteen ninety nine, uh, sh- and then they keep trading uh big big blow for big blow, and then Arissa eventually uh hits her with her that Brazilian kick you were talking about that that you know that question mark kick I think is what they also call technically yeah, uh, and then uh she pins her. And there's near falls and all that. There's tons of emotion. The crowd like is going nuts. Uh, it, it was it was an amazing match. And then at the end, they're both down, laid on the floor. And then uh, Arissa reaches for for Tam, and they both kind of get to their feet almost, or get to their get on to their knees. And then um, they kind of uh, you know she's finally sticks the hand out because for so long like she's kind of always stuck her hand out to to Tam, and Tam never like shake her hand. And then, you know, they finally, you know, embrace each other to an, to an extent. And then you see, like, Tam, like, yell something to her. Uh, you can't really tell what it was. But eventually, because, you know, end of the show, you're going to do the sign-off uh, promo deal or whatever else. it tells us that Tam said, don't you dare lose that belt to anyone else.
0: Yeah, because she' coming for it still. Like, yes. and I I liked it. I thought it was like the end of the match was like the cutest thing I've ever seen. It was like, <laughs> it was I respect you. It was it was all that. Like, yes. and it was just like, wow. And as I mentioned earlier in the show, like I haven't had these negative. Vibes on my wrestling uh, since I haven't watched Raw and SmackDown, and it was great to watch the show last week and then just drop in and watch this. And it's like, oh my god, it's simple stories, it's good wrestling. How can you fuck this up? It, it's literally impossible. Um, but motherfuckers managed to do it. Um, <laughs> but but yeah. um, like you know, like Orisa, Ar- like where where do you see Arisa going? Um, because you know, I'm just looking at the roster, and it's just like if those two aren't some of the top people, and they're putting on stuff like that, like this, this place must be loaded with, with talent.
1: Yeah, I mean, okay, so the big match, the big match that they do when they will go for for distance or whatever else, like that's typically saved for Quirk and Hall, right? Yeah. Um, I mean every, I mean pretty much you might get one match that goes like a. Probably like fifteen minutes or so, like kind of how, how we got with, um, or maybe even you know close to twenty minutes, like how we got in New York with um, Momo and Utami. But for the most part, like that big epic match, like that, the the Tam and Arissa's, the Miko Satomura and Kairi Sains, the Mayu Utani and Io Shirai matches, those are safe for core. Um, generally speaking, but you know they have they, but in lieu of that, um every show just about there's always a match whether it's hazuki in the high speed title going for basically five minutes of awesomeness or um now that we have the tag titles back uh utami and momo wrestling whoever uh i think um you're always going to get good matches out of out of out of them like it you know and like generally speaking like the last two or three matches on any card you're going to get your money's worth as far as uh, you tuning in to watch. Uh, so I want to say, yeah, the night show, or the, those June ninth shows, the day and night show, the night show was uh, Konami versus B for the red title because at this Korokin show that just happened this morning, um, it, it, it's a tag match of Mayu and Starlight versus Azumi and B. Um it's kind yeah, you know, is like okay. Like we have two top, we have two top stars. We don't want to beat either one of them. To we'll put them in tag matches, and we'll With beat one of these girls. teenagers. Yeah. We'll beat one of these teenagers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, and that's another thing I enjoy about Stardom is like when you do a tag, when they have a tag match, you can look at the lineup and tell. Like after if you have watched Stardom for like five minutes or for for like for like one or two shows, you know immediately after like seeing the lineup, you know like okay, that's the pin eater, that's the pin eater, and so they, who's they, gonna they, get. it? Right, and you and they wrestle up and they wrestle to the standard of like they they're trying to keep the weak link out or hidden or whatever else, or they're trying to expose the weak link at different times, and it makes for interesting ring psychology. Uh but back to uh the night show from June 9th, uh in the day show, they're in a multi one match, um, B and Konami and B. I'm sorry. And Konami slaps on uh, the Triangle Lancer for a short amount of time. She uh, and uh, they, she she didn't escape. Like someone broke it up to stop from tapping out. So she shows up to the night show, taped up, arm taped up, not her neck, even though the Triangle Lancer is a neck crank, but arms taped up. So I'm thinking like, okay, they scripted psychology. It's a neck crank, not an arm thing. It just looks like an arm thing, whatever. They get into the match, and Konami so, Konami who's trained by Asuka, a submission specialist and striker does nothing but work over that arm and that matches is, is not that level of what we saw between Arissa and Tam, but like it's a four-star match. And it is fun to tell to watch, and he's like you could do a lot worse. Yeah. <laughs> and, and and it's funny because I said to you off air uh, before we started this earlier, like I um I am subscribed to WWE's YouTube channel and I was looking um at something else. And I saw that like they put up an uh, an Alexa Bliss and a Mickey James pay-per-view match from I don't know last year, two years ago. Like 2017. I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So I thought myself, like, huh. Like I can't that's 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 what you're putting up. And and, and the thing is like for me is like you can't even say that like, oh, they don't have the rest to do it. They have two of the best people ever. In stardom on the car co- like on in the company actually uh in the company and one of them hasn't wrestled on tv in a month <sighs> you know what i'm saying like it's just it's, it's really it's yeah it's like y- y'all yeah. and and there's so many of them that have done tours in stardom too and it's all like ah, okay all right like, y'all want to – yeah. that's what y'all want to do? Okay. Like, lots, I'll, lots I'll, I'll, I'll gladly on. just watch t- high-speed title matches. Right. And watch five minutes, of, uh, five minutes of non-stop action.
0: Yeah, and it's just the, you know, the overexposure of Shane McMahon and the wild wow card rule has really done a number on these shows and just reading the results and everything like that. It's like two Monday Night Raws rather than SmackDown having – this its own feel which you know regularly kicked Raw's ass like 30 times out of 40 essentially like yeah, pretty <laughs> so much. like if we were still doing it now it'd just be like yo this I don't like babe, they both lost
1: like that's that's what it would be yeah and uh, one thing I will say is like hopefully hopefully if um let's say you're disillusioned with the WWE Man roster product um I hope they like you know hearing me like with passion talk about stardom or whatever else or AEW or um, or New Japan or and all the other stuff we talk about uh, that pops up here and there like it in like if you're somebody that's kind of like in that bubble of like I don't really like you afraid know, to
0: try it or like just yeah just like remove. I hope
1: that this gives you an influence like all right like I can take a backstep if you're not if if you're hesitant. Because like that's what that's your you know you've always been in WWE and WWE is your thing but like the product's not really like satisfying you in the way that it used to or in the ways that you think it should. I suggest try this other stuff out that we've suggested and you you think and you hear us you know kind of talk passionately about and like try it out. And if it's something that you like, then that's just another like resource or an avenue for you to go about as far as like getting your fix of fake fighting. So um, for me between all the stuff we do like it may, it may I feel like eventually over time I going to do is like because there's so much wrestling around the world I can like now be the person that how I used to just cherry pick only takeovers now I can be the person that like I can use that and cherry pick the main roster so then like when I'm only watching like the good stuff of the main roster I can feel more positive about the main roster because I'm not watching like the, the the stuff that quite frankly is a money grab because they need they want to go get the third hour and there's two live shows yeah, you know what I'm saying. So like, hopefully, like this approach is over the will make me like even more positive about WWE. Even though like right now they seem to be you know, storytelling wise broken. Like I can f- spend less time with their bad stories and focus on like the AJ Styles versus Seth Rollins matches of the world. The you know the Charlotte and Becky matches of the world. Like you know the Andrade's and Finn Balor's. The uh, the
0: Corbin and Seth.
1: Uh, Lacey <laughs> and
0: Becky. And,
1: <laughs> you, you get my uh, point though. Like. I it, Drew and not,
0: Roman and
1: Oh my God. Okay. That that uh, I what did was it what it uh used to say to people when they're um when they're going through a hard workout, pain is only temporary. Yes. This this pain is only temporary. Like what about when we get to SummerSlam? Like I'm sure they won't be doing that kind of nonsense. All right. At least oh, let's, <laughs> let, let me say, let's say I hope. I'm I'm afraid from I'm sure, let's say I hope. Let's say I hope. Be blown, bitch. Like <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, I think that
0: is a good place to wrap it up. Uh, thank you guys for listening to One Nation Radio here on the Social 2 Podcast Network. Make sure you are checking out all our other shows here on the network. Of course, One Nation Radio on Sundays. James, you got something to add real quick?
1: Yeah, uh, I meant to ask you. I didn't ask you uh, before we wrap this up. So, what do you end up, in your mind, what do you end up rating the, uh, the Tam and Arissa match? I
0: would probably say it was a four and a half. Four and a half? Okay. Yeah. I,
1: had it four and a, I had it at four and three quarters.
0: Yeah. So... I, I would check it out folks. Like, uh, it's less than WWE network per month. Um, if there's, you know, there are other ways to, uh, get it as well, but, um,
1: <laughs> you y'all, oh y'all already
0: God. know how, how to do it. I'm sure. So you don't need my assistance on that,
1: but, uh, yeah, Ross, look, Ross ain't finna sh- come shut down this podcast. telling you,
0: uh, you know, OJ not coming, uh, you know, Cody not showing up with a dog, uh, you know, you know, this is this is our house. So, um, wow. yeah, One Inch Radio on Sundays. Make sure you check out Keeping It Strong Style on Tuesdays. Wednesdays, we got the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show as well as Grown Men. Watch this shit. We got NXT Then Now Forever on Fridays or Thursdays, whenever James gets it up. Uh, we got Get In The Ring with Danny and Beast Mike. in the great energy and we've got saturdays with floyd johnson on all things elite make sure you guys are checking out powerslam.tv our sponsor you already know how to spiel works but um yeah um it's gonna be a exciting time g1's coming and um i got lots of time to watch wrestling uh between on monday and tuesday nights so um yeah. Prepare for 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 One Nation Radio to kinda go in a different direction, like over the next however long, but uh hopefully you guys will will still enjoy it. But James, you got anything after we uh roll the fuck
1: up on, on out? No. Um, I, I I think I think I got everything I needed to say out. So uh match suggestion
0: for you guys, uh triple A is a lucha match this week between Um, El Vikingo, or excuse me, El Iho de Vikingo versus the Laredo Kid. Insane match. That's all I'll say. You can find it right on YouTube. Um, and it was AAA. And apparently we just got news, uh, that the Lucha Bros had defeated the Young Bucks for, uh, the AAA tag team title. So, uh, pretty much after, you know, People may have been disillusioned by the Young Bucks getting that win at double or nothing. They went back to Mexico, I assumed, and, you know, just put them over to a raucous reaction, I would imagine. But, uh, yeah, that's going to wrap it up. We up out of here. Peace.